Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Friday, October 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a U.S. Marine has been taken into custody under suspicion of killing another Marine at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. The Marine was apprehended late Wednesday. The incident occurred uh, on the on-base barracks room earlier Wednesday, according to the base. No further details on what took place have been provided. The names of the Marines involved in the incident have not been released. Camp Lejeune is one of the largest bases on the East Coast. Uh, In the case that drew widespread media coverage at the time. Marine Lance Corporal Maria Lauterbach, who was eight months pregnant, was killed by a fellow Marine at Camp Lejeune in December of 2007. Caesar Laurien, who fled to Mexico in the wake of the murder, was convicted of the killing uh, of killing Lauterbach in August of 2010. Yeah, I but, remember that story. Yeah, yeah, details about this haven't have yet to be released, but uh, there's one Marine that's dead and another taken into custody. People with HIV are at an increased risk of being reinfected with the virus that causes COVID-19 according to new federal data. Researchers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Chicago Department of Public Health followed adult residents in Chicago from their first reported infection from March 2020 through the end of May 2022, according to the report published Wednesday by the CDC. The team compared COVID test laboratory data and COVID vaccine administration data to Chicago's enhanced HIV AIDS reporting system. About 5% experienced reinfection among uh, more than 453,000 Chicago residents residents who tested positive for the virus. Rates of reinfection were higher among people with HIV than among people without HIV. People with HIV are more likely to have completed a primary COVID vaccine series plus a booster before their reinfection. Reinfection rates were consistently higher throughout the pandemic for people with HIV and were highest during the original Omicron variant phase, according to the report. Those who were reinfected were more likely to be male, older, and black or African-American compared to those without HIV, the study found. The report notes that finding, the findings are a reminder about the risks of reinfection for those who are immunocompromised. HIV can weaken the immune system, infecting and destroying CD4 cells, which causes the white blood cell count to drop and compromises the, the immune system. This means people with HIV are susceptible to COVID reinfection. CVS is removing some over-the-counter allergy and cold medicines from their shelves one month after an independent advisory committee uh, to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration declared that phenylephrine, a popular ingredient in these medications, is ineffective when taken orally. The company will continue to sell other oral cough and cold products in order to meet consumer needs, but medicines like Sudafed, NyQuil, Benadryl, Mucinex will be pulled from the shelves. Have they tried anally yet? Because anally, anally yes. doesn't well, work. Right. Suppositories are always a home run. Go the other way. Even just oh. recreationally. Yeah. Well, the- <clears throat> Excuse me. While the FDA I use a product called I can't believe it doesn't work and well, I'm not satisfied with it. While the FDA has found that the ingredient is safe to use, many doctors have questioned phenylephrine's effectiveness for years. Those products generated nearly $1.8 billion in sales last year alone, according to the data. Save your receipts. From the FDA that was presented uh, to the non-prescription drug advisory committee during the committee's two-day meeting in September. The FDA told the committee it would take its uh, advice into consideration 
investigation, although it did not give a timeline. The agency has not issued a final decision regarding phenylephrine uh, and has not asked manufacturers or retail, retail pharmacies to remove products containing the ingredient from the store shelves, but CVS has made the decision to remove it. Well, the question is, can they remove it fast enough before these stores actually close? You I know, I know yeah. seriously. All right, in sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks 2-1 last night in Game 3. What the f*** is this? Against Phil's closer, Craig Kimbrell, Diamondbacks second baseman, baseman Cattell Marte hit a fastball into right center field to break a 1-1 tie and deliver Arizona the walk-off win. Yeah. The winning run scored after a game that featured a pitcher's duel from starters Brandon Fott and Ranger Suarez, both of whom left without giving up a run. The series continues tonight and Christopher Sanchez will get the start for the Phils while Joe Mantiply will start for Arizona. The first pitch is scheduled for 8.07. In the ALCS, the Houston Astros even their series with the Texas Rangers with a 10-3 win last night in Arlington. The road team has won every game in the series. And in game four, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, and Jose Abreu combined to drive in eight runs for the Astros to lead them to the win. Game five is tonight in Arlington. First pitch for that game is at 5.07. And the Flyers won again, beating the Edmonton Oilers 4-1 last night in South Philly. Cam Atkinson scored twice, and Sean Walker added his first goal with the team as the Flyers improved to 3-1. and one. Atkinson, who missed all of last season with a neck injury, scored his third goal of the season on a shot from the slot early in the third period. It was his second two-goal game since March of 2022. The Flyers are on the road tomorrow night with the game in Dallas against the Stars, and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks so much, Kathy. Uh, yeah, we got a loss last night, but the weekend has arrived. Doesn't so matter. We have some other things planned for today. It's a No Sad Bro Friday, so we'll have none of that, folks. We are happy to give you your last opportunity to win money today with MMR's Crumbum Cash. This is it. Wraps up today. We've been like Fort Knox. Yeah. Giving away the money right and left. There has been a lot of cash that has been handed out right here in our fair city. So let's do it again. Today, we have five opportunities total left, two of them alone on our morning show. Uh, So we'll start that at 8 a.m. Get set for it. Uh, We also have several guests on the program today, which we love. So Michael Yo is going to be stopping by today. We love Michael Yo. He's one of our favorites, and he's going to be performing at Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. Uh, Then Jared Freed is going to be here. He is at the Fillmore. He's, last time we had him on was great. He's a charcuterie king. He is, and uh, so we'll spend some time chatting with him. He's going to be popping by around 9 o'clock. And then, from Low Cut Connie, Adam Wiener will be stopping by. Very cool. Yeah, he is promoting the tribute to Jerry Blavitt that's taking place at the Academy of Music, and that is on Saturday. Pierre Robert, one of your hosts, Jackie Bam Bam, a part of that whole thing. It's a big affair. Yeah, and I didn't realize how huge it was. And then Sunday morning, uh, there's a special tribute that is going to ha- be happening that uh, Pierre recorded, and I think Jackie was a part of it too. Yeah. Uh, from Jerry's studio, and it'll be the last radio program that was recorded. Yeah, it's quite an honor. So uh, they're going to be running that back here on the air on uh, Sunday morning. We'll get the details from uh, Pierre when we talk to him later on. Then on top of that, Jersey Mike's is off some goodies for us. We get to eat. You get to eat. 
Everybody's happy. We give away our Word of the Week prize this morning. So, you know, there's a reason to be uh, cheerful today. Yes. Yeah. It's, come on. It's, it's a weekend. It's game. Yeah, we'll be, we'll and be the weather good. got better. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, let us take a break. Come back in a second. We'll have a stupid question and the entertainment report on the way when we, re- when we return. So, please stay with us. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the Super Question Prize today, VIP four-pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House, Main Street, Maniunk, and that is for tomorrow, mind you. The question that I pose is this. What Marvin Hamlish musical is about dancers auditioning for a musical? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What Marvin Hamlish musical is about dancers auditioning for a musical? I'll mention some birthdays while we await your answer. And I'll start with this one. We, we, he was a, um, a guy we wanted to get on the air. We had him on. It was a great interview, a character actor by the name of George Weiner. Yes. Who uh-huh. played Colonel Sanders <laughs> in Spaceballs. And also, he was in Fletch. He was in uh, just a ton of stuff. ton of great movies. Absolutely. He's one of those guys you go, yeah, that guy. I know him. He uh-huh. usually plays someone sniveling. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely correct. And uh, he turns uh, 78 years old today. But he was... He was great. He was wonderful. We need to do a few more of those. I want more. Yeah, we should be doing those uh, more often because they're always... I don't think we've had a stinker in the lot. No. What is this? I'm playing case. Uh, is this the... Done by the spinners. Uh-huh. I didn't it says here on the uh, yeah. the audio it says spaceballs the spinners. Hey, Motown on this. Motown yeah. group. I had no idea they did spaceballs. 
right, so happy birthday to uh, George Weiner. We have a few others to mention. Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Great. Uh, he's fantastic, yeah. Uh, he is a sens- his performance is sensational in those uh, in those Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, Aragorn. Um, yeah. And, and I just, because I saw it was his birthday, I popped on YouTube real quick. Um, there's a great movie called uh, Captain Fantastic. Love it. Oh, I love it. And uh, there's a scene at the end where he gives his son some advice, and it's just, ah, uh, I got to make I you got, cry. I got welled up while watching it. So, uh, and Kathy's favorite movie. History oh, of Violence. Uh, History of Violence. Oh, my gosh. You won't stop talking about it. <laughs> I like. I couldn't believe you guys actually liked that movie. I love that I, I, need to go, I feel like sometimes with these movies, I need to go back yeah. and watch it again. But, yeah, I remember watching it going, I hate this you movie. You are it's, absolutely entitled to not, not like it. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love the whole notion. I don't want to give away the, the conceit. Right. But it's. I think it's a solid movie. Well, there's some strange scenes, yeah, for sure. Was the that... Maria Bello sex yeah. scene on the stairs. Okay, is that's pretty what I was just gonna. I, I wanted to to uh, remind myself if that if it was that movie. Yes, yes, so yes that... it's that movie. Okay. That's uncomfortable. Well, yeah. and when it got to that point, I was like, oh, God, I think I'm done with this movie now. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. Uh, now we're talking. <laughs> All right, uh, Viggo Mortensen is 65 today. Uh, John Krasinski. Uh, he's fantastic. The Office, obviously, his big breakout uh, show. Uh, but he ended up, uh, you know, a quiet place. Was he the director? director? Yeah, director and writer. And, and so he was. He was one of the scriptwriters for the original. Might have same same with the second. Yep. Uh, they're really wanting him to do a third. So, but he's uh, and then Preston Jack Ryan. Uh, I love that series. He's so good. Yeah, he's he was the perfect uh, pick to play that character, Jack Ryan. And of course, going back to a quiet place, Emily Blunt. They're married. Yeah. So she's in that movie, or both of those movies. Man, and I'd love to get her on the show. Yes, I would. Man, would I like to, to give me a piece of that? Yeah. <laughs> It'll cost you. A piece of eight. Uh, so she is, uh, or he is uh, 44 years old today. Uh, actor Dan Fogler. He's another uh, character actor. Yeah, he was in uh, Walking Dead. He had a short run in that, a couple of uh, episodes. But um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He's great. Uh, oh, fanboys. 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 That movie. He's awesome in that. He's, <laughs> he's also... That, he drives a van in Fanboys. Bulls of Fury. Um, yes. Yeah, he's uh, the ping pong comedy with Christopher Walken. That's yeah. right. He's and terrific. Randy Daytona. Randy Daytona. And what <laughs> yeah. song does he come out to, Nick? Oh, no. Oh. Pour some sugar That's on That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is... I love that. Yeah. Movie. It's a it's a good bad movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Dan Fogler, <laughs> forty seven today. Uh, supermodel Candace uh, Swanepoel. Yes, Swanepoel. Oh. Swappy. I don't know her. Swappy Flappy. She's pretty. Something. Uh, man, we she was in the news for something. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna okay. find it. See if you can find it because I I've lost track of my. She's a champion office. pole vaulter. <laughs> no, there she is, Preston. You you'd recognize her, right? Does she uh, look familiar? To you? I mean, she's gorgeous. I know. Yeah, yeah. you dated a lot of supermodels. <laughs> you know, they 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 they, they run together. And it after blurs a after a yeah. while. Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, I, really don't, I don't really know her, but uh, she's beautiful. And yeah, she's, uh, she has 30, a company called Swain Pools. Thirty five uh, today. Uh, so happy birthday. Did you find out that, uh, no. maybe it wasn't going to be or something else? He's looking up Randy Daytona. Yeah. <laughs> what did I miss? Because I, I walked away. Dan Fogler's name in the movie was uh, Randy Daytona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fanboys movie? Nope. Uh, no, no. No. Uh, Balls of Fury. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris has her birthday as well. She's <laughs> on the cusp of 60 at 59 I, years old. I have some friends who live near her in, um, her home is in Southern California in, in LA and they cannot 
cannot stand it when she's home because oh, it's got to be a nightmare. Uh, getting sure. out. Their school is uh, they, they have an elementary school that's not too far from her house, and it, it adds like an hour and a half to commute because the Secret Service just blocks all the roads. What, what they're supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, but it's all it's L.A., so traffic's bad already, and then they have to go completely did, around her home to get there. Did you ever see any of the pictures of when she was dating Montel Williams? No, it was like they're pretty. Sexy shots. Oh, I did not. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, speaking. Of, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, speaking of uh, L.A. traffic, oh, on the way home last, on the way there oh. last night, and then yeah. on the way home, I'm like, th- I, in my car, I'm sitting. I'm going, this is not Los Angeles. <laughs> Why am I sitting in dead stop traffic on, on the, the Schuylkill Expressway on the way home? I, last call, night. I called my wife. Yeah. I called Claire, and I'm talking to her, and and she's, <laughs> and then I veer off on the conversation, and, and I can hear, her, and I don't know why I'm here. Why is this happening? This makes no sense. Uh, I love you. And she goes, okay. <laughs> what was the construction? Yeah, that's what it ended up Yes. On the, on and the, yet, where, uh, not tra- that construction that should be stopping traffic. It was more like Gaper. It's where City Ave goes north. Yes. Uh, and, and splits off. There was, and I'm, I was just so pissed off. It's always a fun spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on top, you know, they lost the game. Then I'm sitting in traffic. You want to go blah, to blah, bed? Blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get my turkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you guys know, uh, Hail to the Chief? is the president's anthem. Do you guys know what the... Ooh, the vice president Pour some sugar on me. Theme song is pour some sugar on me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be. Step inside. Walk this way. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. No, Casey has it here. Is this it? Yeah. All right, this is the, this is the theme. Kathy <laughs> was expecting something <laughs> funny. <laughs> Hail Columbia. Wow. wow. Is, is the farm included? <laughs> Not as catchy as Hail to the Chief. No. Not at all. Hail all right. to the Chief. Uh, Chief is hailing. Couple of- <laughs> couple more birthdays to mention. Uh, Danny Boyle, the director, who has sat right over here next to me at one point. Uh, has he been in here yeah. twice? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's amazing. Let us not forget the great movies, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. We were talking about that yep. yesterday. Um, and, and speaking of yesterday, he directed yesterday, the movie. Love it. Uh, love that movie. Uh, 127 Hours, Train Spotting, 28 Days Later, The Beach, a whole bunch of them. Great he, director. He was responsible for the uh, reoccurrence of The Running Zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah. 28 Days Later, yeah. Even though technically it was a rage virus. So, happy 67th to him. And also, William Zabka turns a year older at 58. Do you have his, uh, con- can, can you text him? I, no, no, no. no. I, I have an email address from like a thousand years ago. Oh, I'll yeah. try that one. Uh, Cobra Kai is phenomenal. It's it's so is it wrapped up? Uh, it's so, no, they've got another season to go, uh, and then that will be it. So I can't wait for that to come out. It it draws you in. I I thought it was going to be just jokey, and there is a lot of jokes and a lot of inside uh, self knowledge. Everyone but, loves it, but it's it's got a heart to it as well. Do you know that he YouTube was? Too. That's right. It yeah, started, started as a YouTube, YouTube show yeah. and then ported over. Yeah. Uh, he was also um, related to uh, Edward Woodhouse in the original Equalizer series. Okay. So he was part of that Equalizer wow. universe. Uh, he's 58 years old, and he looks fantastic for yep. 58 years old. He's and the best. Then the last birthday, 
The D to the double G, uh, Snoop Dogg. This is DJ E. Zidik. What is this? Right now, something new. I, uh, this is, uh, Ain't No Fun is from, this the, uh, Dog Vice Presidential Team? Yeah. Yes. D-O-double-G. Snoop Dogg, by the way, his name is Calvin Broadus. That is, uh, that is his birth name. And, uh, Snoop Dogg turns 52 years old today. How tall is Snoop? I don't know. Oh, six three, six four. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah. I, I saw him tall? standing next to someone. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't realize he was that tall. Yeah, six four. Wow. Yeah. All right, happy birthday, everybody! And let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, what Marvin Hamlish musical is about? Dancers auditioning for a musical. Two one five two six three WMMR. We will go to Warren to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Warren. Morning. Hey, good morning, Ed. Good morning to see you, Warren. <laughs> What's the musical we're talking about? Is it a chorus line? It is. Yeah. Hang on, buddy. Do you remember the classic commercial? I do. I need this job. Oh, God, I need this job. And they did like a, a montage yeah. of them. It was like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. That's another one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to set him up with a VIP four-pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Maniunk this Saturday, tomorrow. Uh, features over 50 live scare actors, production quality sets, props, and special effects. Plus, uh, you can learn more about serial killer Victor Kane's secrets in Maniunk tickets. That's a true story. And info at LincolnMillHaunt.com. All right. uh, Gwen Stefani was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday morning. Uh, The pop star celebrated the honor alongside her three sons and husband, Blake Shelton, who gave a touching speech about Stefani's commitment to her children. Uh, The country superstar said, standing here almost 10 years after I first met her, I can say without question that being a mother is still the most important thing in her life. And I got to tell you all, that's rare in this business. He said, today it's nice to see her honored for her side project, which is being one of the biggest stars in the world. In my opinion, Gwen is the perfect person to receive a star on the Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. From music, television, movies, to fashion and beauty, she has risen to the top over and over again with her unique style that has made uh, the world fall in love with her. Could you ever, Not as much as me, though. Would you ever imagine that we were sitting, what was it, the Tweeter Center at the time, backstage, yeah. or uh, you know, interviewing her, that you'd be getting a star no. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Not at all. Uh, and, and when I looked next to her and sitting next to her was Casey with a ball gag in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Casey did ball gag karaoke for Gwen. Yeah. Singing and, nothing but uh, no doubt songs, and she oh had to God. guess what songs they were. She loved it. She loved it. She was cracking up. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was hilarious. Oh uh, she and Adrian uh, yeah. were both there yeah. from uh, from no doubt. But she's really uh, sweet. She was cool, yeah. man. We we interacted with her a few times uh, back in those days uh, when you know no doubt was a the ska slash kind of uh, alt rock band. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she was a great front person, man. Terrific. Really worked the crowd well. Uh, the former no doubt singer shared photos from the event on. Instagram and wrote, what a dream. Thank you so much. Uh, Walk of Fame, uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Irving Azoff, Jimmy Ivine, and of course, Blake Shelton. Who would have thought this girl from Anaheim would have her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Thank you for walking this journey with me and singing with me all these years. You remember she played Jean Harlow in the movie The Aviator with uh, DiCaprio? She was very good. She had like one or two lines, but uh, yeah, she was really good. On the latest episode of The Kardashians, Kim revealed she hired a nanny so that her children could be around men more. I don't like having children. (laughs) She said that she was scared. 
scared out of her mind to tell Kanye about this. I'm scared. Uh, She said, I do think that my household and even our family is very female dominated. I recently hired a nanny. uh, So I I really wanted a male around that would be picking them up and taking them to sports. And I was scared out of my mind to tell her their dad that. Why doesn't the dad just do that if she Uh, wants a man around them? Because he's Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. He's out in the back spinning around. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) However, uh, she added that when when, uh, Kanye met the the nanny, she said he was uh, so nice to him and informed him uh, of some of the rules that he would want for his kids. So is the term term Manny? I guess so. It's employed, right? So, yeah, they've used the word Manny in here several times. And at first I thought it was a typo, but I guess it's a male nanny. Yeah, a manny. I didn't know that. Because yeah. Manny's yeah. also a name. Yeah. 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 Right. And when I see it pop up, who's Manny? That's what I was thinking, yeah. too. No, right. yeah. It's it's a, the, a male nanny. And also on the show, This Is Us, uh, he, one of the characters was uh, a TV actor, and he was on the show called The Manny. Oh, <laughs> The Manny. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Will Smith, he keeps popping up, made a surprise appearance during an event for Jada Pinkett Smith's new memoir, Worthy. Oh, this is up! Uh, in her hometown of Baltimore. And following the discussion uh, with the actress uh, at the library that they were at, uh, Will took the stage to say a few words. Uh, He said, I just really want to come out and just uh, be here and hold it down for you the way you have held it down for me. And I want to issue a warning. Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. (laughs) He gave her a hug and he said, we had a very, very long tumultuous relationship. We call it brutiful. Uh, Smith also referred to their relationship as a quote sloppy public experiment in unconditional love. <laughs> this is uh, this <laughs> all of this uh, is is way too much yeah. saturation. Too uh, much. I, I mean, the more that this this comes out, they just and and it, he, they pepper it with because he continues to say, "I am happier than I've ever been in my yeah. entire life. I've achieved everything." They had a, a they had a tough relationship, but they but they they. Gloss over it with this uh, uh, love of my life and blah blah blah. Knock it off! It was clearly. Why not just be straight about it? It sucked. You You suck. Yeah. I heard a rumor the other day, and there is zero validity to it. This is one hundred percent rumor, and so take it with a grain of salt. But um, the rumor that I heard made a little bit of sense to me, and that's why I'm going to pass it along. So I have no idea if it's factual, but the rumor. Again, I'm going to stress that is that <laughs> Will is gay and Jada is bi, and they've been beards for each other uh, this entire time. I've heard that as well. It they both be... denied it, though yeah. she has admitted that she has. No, she's admitted she has had massive crushes on women. Um, yeah. Throughout, but but um, I don't know. I, I just think that I think my thing is I believe that the uh, the Tupac thing looms large in the dynamic of their relationship, and that's always been a a, a, a sticking point. The reason that it kind of makes sense, or a little sense to me, is that you know, if for a black man coming out of the hip-hop community, it's True. not easy to be gay. True. Right? So he would, you know, and then he became an action star, and Independence Day was a big vehicle for him, and so... Um, I would understand why, especially in the 90s, he would want to remain in the closet. Just nowadays, I don't know why it would matter as much, but yeah. it's not my life. And I, again, have no idea if that's at all true. And Nick, I talked to one of his former girlfriends, Jason Statham. Right. And no. he's now. <laughs> 
Uh, who knows? But who he knows? continues to say, you know, that they're, uh, he said, I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. I've achieved every single thing I've ever wanted in my entire life. There is not one thing left that I desire in this world. All of the awards, all the money, the family, everything I've ever dreamed. Wow, well, that would suck. You've expended everything? Everything. Uh, I heard. That would be boring. Yes. You know, right? I've heard that he wants to play Randy Daytona in both of them, too. (laughs) Two. Wow. (laughs) I didn't even know they were making a sequel. All right. uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Joshua Jackson are spending time together following their respective breakups. People report that the Black Panther actress and the Dawson's Creek actor were seen together at the Janelle Monet concert. Concert in Los Angeles on Wednesday. Canoodling, yes or no? Uh, it does not. It does not indicate in this right. story. Uh, this comes after Jody Turner Smith filed for divorce from Jackson earlier this month, and Yogo also shared a lengthy post on Instagram on Thursday announcing that she and uh, Salima Masika have gone their separate ways. They both. They both look very similar. I mean, they almost could pass for each other. She wrote, "It's. Uh, it is necessary for me to share a personal truth and publicly disassociate myself from someone I can no longer trust." Wow. Wow, that's not good. No. Okay, so, but maybe these two are hooking up, we'll see. Uh, what else do I have here for you? Uh, TMZ reports that uh, Jussie Smollett, the Empire actor, who was sentenced to 150 days in jail for the false report of a hate crime in 2002, he has now entered rehab. Uh, his rep told an outlet, uh, Jussie has had an extremely difficult past few years. He has quietly been working very hard for some time now, and we are proud of him for taking these necessary steps. Uh, he was released after spending a week in jail pending an ongoing appeal. You know, that's also <clears throat> that can be part of a career rebuild. If you go into rehab and you come out on the other side. Yeah. You know, it's just juicy fruits. I feel like I saw him or his name attached somewhere. I was like, oh, well, good for him. Because I thought after doing what he did, not that it was like the worst thing ever in the entire world, but... I don't know how you can't distance yourself from that. And I'm like, how yeah. do you even but work you, after But you that? can if you say, I, yeah. I was addicted and uh, I was making bad choices and now I'm on the other side. And then you get your people cover and, uh, mm. you know, a new path. Mm. Uh, this is a great story. Uh, Simu Liu appeared on <clears throat> Tuesday's episode of uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live and shared a funny story about his parents accidentally consuming his edibles, <laughs> which he takes recreationally and infrequently. And he explained that his mom found what she believed were gummy bears and trail mix of dried <laughs> mushrooms after she went foraging around the house for things to eat while house-sitting for him. And he said after popping them like Skittles, uh, his parents immediately crashed his car. Uh, he said they crashed it in my dry into the shrubs. Uh, and then he said uh, they were so high at this point, uh, they were freaking out. They don't know what else to do. Uh, he later joked that he wouldn't leave them alone unsupervised in his house again. When's the next? Uh, are they even working on him? Sean Shee? I don't know. I thought that was a good move. I enjoyed man. it. Yeah. yeah of, of, of the that phase, I yeah. think that was one of the bright spots. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it was, and you find this oh, in some yeah. movies, it's like, hey, uh, train for a week on this and all of a sudden you're now you're an, an expert, expert in she's uh, an expert in archers. Arts. Yeah. Right. And then he's getting trained by an actual master. His sister's looking through a crack in the wall yeah. and is every bit as good as he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see. Steve, I exclusively have this story for oh, you. Wow. And, and Nick as well, because it's uh, your friend. McGruber's Will Forte is auctioning off the character's oh, yeah. screen used yeah. 1996 <laughs> Mazda Miata for charity. I love it. And uh with he's, the wild punk? He, <clears throat> with everything. He yeah. is auctioning it off. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to benefit uh, Pangea Network, an organization dedicated to empowering women and youth in Kenya and the United States. Uh, he notes that the red Miata was used in both the MacGruber movie and TV series and is well used with nearly 150,000 miles on it. It's a stick shift. It has some minor wear and tear, but it also has the love notes uh, that MacGruber wrote to Vicky on the TV series finale <laughs> drawn on it. Uh, there are a series of cascading rewards in if the auction price goes above certain thresholds. So if it sells for 15000 the winner will also receive a page from a Gruber's notebook of Forte's choosing. <laughs> if it goes for 30000 the winner gets a page of their choosing. At 50000 Forte will deliver the car anywhere in the contiguous United States and take the winner out for a meal. And should it reach the price of $100,000, Will Forte will go all out flying the winner and a friend out to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where the movie and TV show were filmed, and give them a MacGruber tour of the city. Uh, bidding is currently at $11,000, and it ends on the 22nd. Uh, Ten years ago, this Sunday, is the anniversary of my date with Will Forte. Oh, and wow. It's the same wow. night that we got the uh, the Pearl Jam shout-out, the interview with Eddie Vedder. Uh, it's hard to believe, but yeah, ten years on Sunday, and on, on Monday... Uh, Pierre and I are going to do a tribute to that show and, and the uh, you know relive some of the interview moments and, and play some of the clips back. But I can't believe it's been a decade. So he was there. He was there in the audience watching you guys get the shout out. Right? Yeah, I was sitting right next to him. Yeah, yeah. I took him to the show. I had an extra ticket and asked him if he wanted to go, and he said yes. In fact, was it you in, that we can hear in the recording going, "That's me." No, that's no, Matt. That, that was Matt. Matt Court. Yeah, that's Matt's recording. In that's fact, me. Uh, and that that uh, audio is good, but I like having the actual audio from the band from the sound um, from the sound stage. Okay. I remember standing here. I was. I thought you were coming over to ask me if I wanted to go to the concert, and uh, <laughs> you didn't ask me. No, I see you every day. I don't see Will Forte that often. Nick, where's Casey? <laughs> but yeah, Pierre and I are gonna have some fun with this on on Monday on Pierre's program. Cool. Ten years, man. Ten. Uh, Greg Daniels, showrunner for uh, The Office, uh, spoke with Collider recently about the speculation that there's a revival in the works and. He had said, well, I think that's very speculative. We talked about this the other day, uh, but without denying the possibility. I uh, said the fact that it kind of blew up based on one line in a puck piece uh, was kind of cool, I guess, in the sense puck of from the real world. I don't know. And the fans uh, still care a lot. He said the last thing or the thing I would say is when there's something to announce, I will definitely announce it. So right. but we, had gibberish. Kate, we had Kate Planner in here the other day. She said she hadn't heard anything. Nothing. About it. Yeah. You know, they, so. Honestly, at this point, the show is still so huge. Well, you know. Yeah. Why even? It's, it's what does still it matter? Incredibly successful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, community star and uh, the mass singer panelist Ken Jong is eyeing a daytime talk show. Oh, boy. Uh, for next year to be developed and produced by Lionsgate's uh, uh, Debmar Mercury Shingle. Uh, Jong will executive produce with uh, Jim Biederman. Uh, Debmar Mercury is also behind Sherry, hosted by Sherry Shepard, and before that distributed the Wendy Williams show. Uh, so besides serving as a panelist on the mass singer, Jong also executive produces and hosts Fox's I Can See Your Voice, based on another South Korean format. Do they do flirty dancing? Uh, no, I don't. Well, they might. It doesn't right. say it here. Uh, his sitcom credits include Community and Dr. Ken and recently starred in season two of Apple TV's uh, The After Party. Uh, next up, he'll be seen in Amazon's My Spy, The Eternal City. So he could potentially be the, doing a talk show. The last daytime talk show that really... Uh, Let, Letterman's... Do you remember Letterman's daytime yeah. talk show? Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was I was in the morning. Watching some YouTube um, clips of of that show. That The fact that that even existed during daytime blows my mind. Yeah. 
and the fact that he they segued it, you know, that, yeah, that, into that, the nighttime. Yeah, managed to move that over. Yeah. All right, and then uh, one more thing, and then we'll uh, find out what movie's opening this weekend. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, well, it's out. I saw it this morning. The trailer for Ferrari was released. Just yeah. Uh, the biopic stars Adam Driver as former Formula One racer Enzo Ferrari. And by the way, he's almost unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd uh, sit there. I'm like, is that him? And then I saw a few more scenes. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely him. Uh, Penelope Cruz plays his wife, Laura, and Shailene Woodley plays his mistress, uh, Lena Lardy. Uh, the film is set uh, to reach theaters on December 25th. So could be good. We'll see. Yeah. There was a movie with uh, Frank Grillo playing. Uh, that was a Lamborghini. Oh, Lamborghini. That's right. And it yeah. was, uh, I, I only saw the trailer, and the trailer looked terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. I'm much more interested in this one. Yeah, this one looks good. Uh, this definitely looks like it's got uh, a story to it, but uh, we'll see. It's going to come out on um, Christmas. Oh, it's Michael Mann is the director. There you go. Oh, all right, movies opening this weekend. Movie opening this weekend, and that is Killers of the Flower Moon. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Jesse Plemons. Set in 1920s Oklahoma, Killers of the Flower Moon depicts the serial murder of members of the oil-wealthy Osage Nation, a string of brutal crimes that came to be known as the Reign of Terror. It is three hours and 26 <laughs> minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is in a wide theater release today. It is rated R and Rotten Tomatoes score at 93%. Wow. So this, I believe this is the first time that uh, Scorsese's guys, De Niro and DiCaprio, have been together in, in a movie, right? Because um, he had... He had um, yeah, DiCa- De Niro was his initial go-to guy for a number of movies, and yep. then DiCaprio became the guy. Yeah, they weren't in The Departed. He had Nicholson in that one. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, weren't they Martin in, uh, oh, man, the movie, um, Liar Whore, Liar Whore. They were in that movie a together. Boy's Life, This Boy's, Boy's Life. Life. But was you know that what, Scorsese that's right, but that wasn't Scorsese. You're right, yeah. Yeah, yep, correct. All right. Uh, I hope they use that line again. <laughs> liar, whore, liar, whore. Yeah, you, you know, know it. it. And the yeah. audience stands up. Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> I love that clip. One more time. Oh, sure thing. Yeah. Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. You right. blow it. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? You sick son of a bitch. Please stop calling me. I will bring you down, baby. Right. I will bring you down to Chinatown. We're ready to roll the clips now. John Carpenter's Suburban Screams is a true horror series that features detailed encounters with actual slashers, psychos, demons, and ghosts that terrorize the nation's neighborhoods as told by everyday people who survived them. Mm. And here, executive producer Sandy King talked about finding the perfect stories for this series. They had a group of stories they wanted to do, and then we threw out the ones that just were either too paranormal-esque to to where there's really not any reality here and tried to keep it in the realm of feasibility. What, what you really want is for people to come away with, what if that were me? Yeah! Oh, see wow, this. that sounds intense. Yeah. Uh, so John Carpenter's Suburban Screams is now streaming on Peacock. You can watch it this weekend. I wonder if that's like the Manny. Uh, the Manny? No, <laughs> probably a little bit different. A little right. different. Next clip. <laughs> 
Onyx and the Fortuitous. Uh, Onyx, the Fortuitous, and the Talisman of Souls is about an occultist and a group of worshippers that attend a once in a lifetime ritual at the mansion of their idol, Bartok the Great. <laughs> and in this clip, uh, director Andrew Bowser talks about the vibe that he was going for in this movie. Here we go. I wanted to make something that that felt like a cozy, spooky movie that I would have watched on VHS, kind of a gateway horror. Nothing outright gory, nothing too bleak. Uh, or burdensome, especially because that doesn't fit Onyx's world. So I was thinking of like Fright Night and Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad, those things that are fun to watch, even though they have a little bit of a, an edge of spookiness. Wait. Son of a bitch, it's not working. Oh. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I mean, I feel really... There it is. There we go. All right. All right. Onyx, the Fortuitous, and the Talisman of Souls hits uh, select theaters for one night and only. It'll be available on Screambox today, by the way. Okay. I like where he's going with this. I like those movies. Yeah. And I just I want to um, uh, just mention the fact that uh, Old Dog... I mean, not Old Dogs. Old Dads, the Bill Burr movie, uh, that comes out today on oh. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. That is the entertainment report for yeah. you this morning, friend. We have a lot happening on today's program. We have several guests that are going to be joining us uh, here in the studio, by the way. So we're going to have uh, Michael Yo, who's going to be by around 820. Uh, Jared Freed will be here around 9 o'clock. And Adam Weiner of Low Cut Connie around 930. Now, within all of that, we have your chances to win $1,000. Today is the last day of Crumb Bum Cash. Yeah. 8 a.m. is the first shot at winning that. We don't want you to miss out on it. Um, but while we are waiting for that, uh, I have something else I can give away right now. I have a pair of tickets for the number one rated Birds Home Tailgate uh, this Sunday at Live Casino before the battle, uh, the Birds Battle Miami. Cool. Uh, top shelf, all you can eat food and drink. E-Rock as your DJ, Hollis Thomas as your Birds Ambassador, and uh, Philly Sports Trips as your host. So we'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. I'm assuming you have to be at least 21 years of age to win this. Uh, and you can visit Philly Sports Trips Trips.com to grab your spot. Let's give you one of those right now. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, so stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Then, we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour. Presented by College Ave Student Loans. A better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your school. I, real quick, would like to do a couple of shout-outs if you don't mind. Yes, of course. We had the Cora event last night at uh, Hotel Monaco. By the way, I'd never been in that rooftop bar. That was really cool. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was a beautiful night to be outside, too. Excellent. Um, and we did have the game on. It was a watch party slash charity event. Uh, it was the Cora Love in Action Gala, um, and we had a wonderful time, uh, and we, we thanked them for the, uh, they gave us a, an award last night, and uh, they were handing a out major the award. award. Senator Hughes was uh, was wonderful speaker, by yes, the way. Yes, he's excellent. Uh, he got the crowd fired up and was a, a recipient as well, but... Um, 
uh, we met a guy who was there, and he told us what huge fans he and the guys that he worked with are. So I want to give some love to Rod Kaiser of the Wilmington, Delaware Bomb Squad. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, he said that they uh, these guys all train uh, together, and then they take a break, and they go listen to the Bizarre File. <laughs> it's awesome. And then they come back, and they go to work again. Uh, so it was great meeting Rod. And Casey, would, when he's like, yeah, I'm with the Bomb Squad, Casey's like, okay. Like the bomb squad, <laughs> like yeah. the, the the bombs, the, the yeah. explosion. He's like, yeah, "Yep, yeah. that's me." Yep. Uh, so really nice guy and uh, very uh, uh, very big fans of the, the presidency show. That's a shout but there out for those is guys. a uh, thing at the end of that sentence. He he said to say that. Oh, he wanted to say yeah, this. That's like their mom. He their... said, "Go out with a bang, guys." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, thank you, Rod. Appreciate it, and tell the fellas thanks as well. Uh, and then I got this email this morning. I don't want to pass this along because it uh, it's a question about the camp out for hunger or. Or just a, uh, they're going to participate. So um, this is from Paul Sorrentino, who is the principal at uh, Magnolia Public School. And he said, uh, Gadzooks, Magnolia Public School is participating in our fourth annual Camp Out for Hunger Food Drive, inspired by a super fan of the show, uh, Principal Sorrentino. Uh, and we have delivered and raised uh, thousands of pounds over the years. It's awesome. Visit each year with a few staff members to drop off items. Currently, after two weeks, we have 1,100 cans <laughs> wow. ready to go. Wow. And this year, we're going to explore bringing the class that raises the most amount of cans to the show on the 17th. I want them to see the amount of planning, effort, and broadcasting that goes on uh, goes into an amazing show and event. Uh, if there's anything I can do to get them a backstage look or anything, really, please let me know. Uh, Magnolia, New Jersey is a small town with a huge heart. Hope to see you guys soon. You guys rock. So uh, I wanted to thank you guys, and we're looking forward to that and encourage, use that as encouragement to other schools yes. and organizations to get involved. So that yeah. raises a good point. This year, we're, we're sort of looking, you know, because everything is so open, to return to that, bringing actual food down as yeah. well, because yeah. that immediately gets, you know, dispersed. Uh, you're not waiting for something to go through the process. It's all wonderful. Yeah. Anything that feeds people is great. But again, the actual process of bringing down groceries is very much appreciated. Yeah, we're just here in the parking lot waiting for you. So anything that you can organize on your own is great. I have a friend, his name's uh, Chris Gicking. He's the uh, athletic director at Marple Newtown High School. He's also the head football coach there. But he's taken upon himself over the last few years to do it, essentially the same thing. Let's do an incentive, you know, like uh, let's let's turn it into an internal competition and right. you know bring the students out. Like, Teach a good great. lesson. Yeah, uh, I got a text from uh, uh, this gal Kelly over where my dad lives at the Arbor Square Independent Living Facility. Oh, really? Yeah. And they want to get a little thing oh, going great. on. They're what if your dad out. shows up with the delivery? I'd be great. Yeah, so yeah. You never know. Uh, so I would said yes, absolutely. Be a part of this if you can. Because it's we'd excellent. Love, we'd love to have the residents come out and. Uh, and see what we're doing and drop off a, a donation. So uh, it's coming up quickly, gang. It's going to be here before you know it. The 13th, right? Three, yep. three yeah. weeks from Monday. Three Ooh, weeks from no, Monday. Yeah. We're all, oh we're all set. Everything's set and ready. Oh, yeah. It's all prepared. Yep. Yep. Ready to go. Wow. <laughs> All right, um, so since we have on the program a lot of guests this morning, uh, this is going to be our only chance to get to the connoisseur. Whoa! So we better do it. It's time for the essential connoisseur. Yes. Time out. Uh, oh, Bell. 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 Casey went like this. Oh, all right, I'll get it for you. 
for it. It did look like he was miming a timeout. Thank you, Bell. Nice. All right. Stories about food. It's what we do with the connoisseur. And we're going to be doing some giveaways uh, with the movie clips as well. And thank you to Jersey Mike's Uh. and uh, John Vanacore from the Radnor store for dropping off some much-needed goodies today. So you'll have a chance to win that and some other things. Those are the catering boxes that they brought, right? They're fantastic. Yeah, they're awesome. And by the way, John wanted to pass along the message that if you, you know, you say you're doing a a party for either, you know, the bills or the birds or whatever it may be, um, you can order these boxes, these catered boxes. Everything, what I love about everything is perfectly labeled yes. in there, and it's yeah. just the right size for individuals, and you can get them for 10 or, or more people, right. and you just open the box, bang, it's there, it's ready to go, and love it's it. all set. So thank you to Jersey Mike's, and thank you to John. All right, we're going to start with this. Pepper X has scorched its way into the record books as the world's newest, hottest pepper, uh, according to Guinness World Records. Right. Gentleman by the name of Ed Curie, the pep- pepper expert who crossbred and grew Pepper X, had previously broken the record for the hottest pepper on earth a decade ago when he created the Carolina Reaper, which we have all yeah. heard of. So this is the dude. Uh, he developed Pepper X years ago, but he actually he didn't release it right away. He's been sitting on this for a while. So at this point, are these peppers used? There, there are medicinal aspects to some of these peppers, correct? I don't know. All right, because what human eats this with any sort of um, joy? So I saw this guy. He's in that uh, that show that I told you guys about. Morons? Um, no, it's uh, I forgot. Um, the guy from the office was uh, behind it. Um, Steve Carell? No, no. Uh, Greg got, Daniels? No, uh, the guy who played Dwight. Right? Oh. Um, no, no, not him. Who's the guy? I get him mixed up? Not with? Rain Wilson, but uh, <clears throat> who's the guy? I get him mixed up with? Was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Forget it. Okay. okay. Uh, anyway, it's it's a it's a show about uh, w- one of the episodes they did was all about uh, the the pepper eating contest, all and right. this guy was there. And some people can eat these things, believe it or not. Uh, they were eating Carolina Reapers raw, just like yeah. you know, just downing them. I don't even know if they have a taste or not because the um, everything is too scorching around that, it. That's my question. <laughs> right? yeah. In other words, it, in what way would it accent we are something you're preparing? Yeah, uh, and we, like I, I don't. It mean, is Rain Wilson, by the way, President. Is oh, it, it Rain is. Wilson? Yeah. Okay. No. I don't mind spicy as long as there's, I don't mind a kick if, as long as there's flavor with it, you know, and, and, I, and I'm a hot sauce guy, but when it, once you start to get into the, well, this is going to like blow your brains out, like, I'm not going to do it. Unless we can shoot it up our intern's ass, it means nothing. It means <laughs> nothing. So uh, he said that he kept Pepper X in his back pocket in case any other growers released something hotter than the wow. Carolina Reaper. Pepper X. And nothing came forward for like a decade, and he decided to go ahead and, and bring out Pepper X. Uh, he said this is the culmination of a lot of work by a lot of people. Uh, people said that it couldn't be done. They called us liars, and we proved that Liar whore. That Pepper X is actually the hottest pepper in the world, officially from Guinness. Liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. I saw him describing his taste test of it and how he had, he almost passed out. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, for God's sake. So the pepper seed is determined by how much uh, capsaicin uh, it contains with the heat expressed with a tool called the Scoville scale. Of course, uh, pharmacologist Wilbur Scoville had invented the scale in 1912, and it measures how much water is required to dilute a pepper before its heat can no longer be tasted. So my question That's is... how they do that. So I, I love the uh, the uh, star-kissed, you know, the buffalo chick, uh, tuna. Right? Yeah. 
So that's a little spicy. Yeah. And I will be, I'm candid enough to admit that when it comes out the other end, I um, I can feel yeah. the residual. Sure. What does this do to you yeah. when it passes through your system? That's got to do a number big time. I don't feel that at all coming out my ass. <laughs> really? I have. I have felt it. Uh, by the way, you know, as far as um, spicy, jalapeno is about as far as I can go. Yeah, and and, and then, I can't even hack that. And, and then it's one. and then it's not fun. Yeah, pickled one. I, I, I'll eat some sl- small slivers of raw. Why is it that the pickled jalapenos and I really like the diced up ones uh, from like what is it Mount Olive or whatever makes it? Uh, why why is that not as spicy? Um, I would imagine the acidity of the the vinegar dilutes it. Somehow I think you're right. I think that ha- I think that has a mitigating factor to the uh, to the heat. I, I worked in a kitchen one time and uh, was slicing jalapenos for nachos and uh, made the mistake of. Uh, Rubbing my eye I will never make that mistake again. Yeah. It might have been uh, some of the worst pain I've ever experienced Nick, in my life. I took a raw jalapeno and rubbed it on my testicles uh-huh. for an hour. Right. And I'm like, why? Why well, would I do yeah. that? Like afterwards. Yeah. By the way, the jalapeno is only around 3,000 to 8,000 Scoville heat units. So, And that's about as far as I can go. The habanero uh, tops up to about 100,000. What's the California Reaper? that's not even... Not even in the same ballpark, not in the same effing sport <laughs> as the Carolina Reaper. It averages 1.64 million Scoville heat units. You know what actually will uh, will blow my top off is a uh, a long hot. No kidding. Yeah. So okay. I there, there's a there's a, a roast pork sandwich that I love to get down the shore, and it comes with long hots. But I always ask for them on the side so I can meter how many go on there. Wow. Yeah. Because no. I'm, I'm like sweating. And- I'm a complete pussy with this stuff. I can't handle any of it. Steve, I'm exactly the same. I was just yeah. going to ask you guys, um, is a Serrano pepper to you? Is that... Um, that's not too bad. I think that's a little less than a... Uh, um uh, than a jalapeno. It's less than a, okay because for that for me like that's that's too much for me. I I will actually get. I was um, cutting one of those up once before, and when I realized I have some sort of sensitivity to it, same thing, Nick. I touched my oh. face with just the serrano pepper, um, and I got like a just a, a red circle right where I had scratched my <sighs> face after cutting. Uh. It was just one little like I, you know one little scratch on my face and and the red mark. Kathy, before. I cut a serrano pepper in half and shoved both parts <laughs> on my ass. Wow! And I'm like, why that did I do that? that? Why did I do that? You have other holes. I know. It's just crazy. (laughs) I was wrong. It's actually a little higher than jalapeno. Oh, it is? Okay. All right. So that doesn't make me feel so bad then. All right. By the way, when you do that, when you get it in your eye or when you get it up your ass, up your ass, which I had, and then I rubbed that other pepper (laughs) on my balls. What, what is the best way to mitigate? What do you, milk. milk is yeah. it, right? I, I, I love the Hot Ones oh. show, and, and so I watch it. Uh, and, and Steve, when they, um, you know, and the one of the premises of the Hot Ones show is that they go up um, ex, uh, exponentially. Oh, uh, what? Yes, <laughs> exponentially. That's a good word. Uh, and I got distracted by up the butt. Um, <laughs> really? Why? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, they get they get hotter and hotter as they go, but they have um, pictures of milk sitting right, right there. That's and, true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and it helps. I just wondered topically on your... Yeah, am I supposed well, to, like, throw milk on my face? Yeah. Another thing that, that can help, I have heard, is bread. Uh, because yes. these are oils. Stops it up. These Stops are oils that, that are causing oh, that heat. Just, when we shot the hot sauce at Joe, <laughs> and I had slices of cheese. <laughs> that yeah. Like that was going to happen. There's video of Casey taking <laughs> slices of cheese <laughs> and slapping Joe's ass with it. 
What actually? He, he was cramming it. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. up there. I was trying to help. What actually <laughs> happened to him? Did he have a he reaction? He had an allergic reaction. Yeah. Was to it the, a reaction? Yeah, yeah, he had a reaction okay. to the to the. Uh, uh, I wasn't sure if it was just like pain from burning, or did he have some sort of reaction? <laughs> he drove himself to the hospital, but the way he described himself driving himself to the emergency room yeah. is that he was pulling himself up on the steering wheel, yeah. so his ass sit. wasn't touching the uh, seat. And hey, did Joe, you work into the walk into the ER, and they were like, "We know, we know, Come we on. know, Let's yeah. go. we got you." He went to he went to the, the Lankanol yeah, yeah. ER. Come on and in. By the way, happy belated birthday, Joe! Just turned forty. Oh, oh my god. god! I was there for his twenty-first birthday. Wow! Uh-huh. All right, happy this birthday, you, Joe! Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that was the tattoo. Uh, and by the way, um, the Pepper X. So I told you the uh, the Carolina Reapers one point six four million. This new Pepper X two point six nine three. Million. So again, so again, I pose, and I guess they don't have it. Or Nick, maybe you can do a little research. What is the application of such a, pe- a pepper? It, it, you know, what is it? Something that would be used for cooking, or is there other aspects? Yeah, is it I mean, used for pepper spray? Uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, but he did it. Bear just, spray. He did it just yeah. to, to make a hot, just yeah. to get a world record. So. There you go. So that is the new hottest pepper, uh, the Pepper X. Real quick, I want to go to a phone call. Uh, it is Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. Now, what's up, buddy? So I'm a physician, and uh, I'll say a self-described pepperhead. So I grow my own <laughs> Carolina Reapers. I love hot stuff. Wow. The hotter, the better. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to see if I could answer some of the questions you guys had as to, like, how people eat these and stuff. So, so when you apply, you'll take that Cal, uh, Carolina Reaper and you'll you'll employ it in food and in, in in stuff you're preparing. Yeah. So what I do is is I'll grow a whole bunch over the summer and then I put them in the dehydrator, which is essentially like a chemical weapon at that point. Right. And then I grind them up in a spice grinder, and then you basically have a, a dehydrated Reaper that you can use as like a you know powder on top of. Food. Okay. So okay. you you use like a pinch of it in something, right? I mean. It, are you like cayenne? Right, you know? like cayenne, exactly. Yeah, a little goes a long way. Okay, yeah. all right, uh, all right. So, but mainly, and Steve was wondering if there are any applications for a pepper like that outside of the culinary world. Right. So, I mean, there there are, you know, like you said, with with pepper spray, they use cayenne pepper extract for that, which is, you know, much lower. Yeah. Uh, I think you might actually get sued if you pepper sprayed somebody with Carolina Reaper. Um, <laughs> well, we should but, find out. But it's mostly culinary because the way that it works is your saliva, you make something called bicarbonate, and that bicarbonate binds up the capsaicin. And some people have this more naturally than others. And so that's how, like, at the pepper eating contest, they eat the, they eat the really hot stuff because those folks just have a lot of bicarbonate in their saliva. But the more spicy stuff you eat, the more you'll get. Your body will respond to it. And so that's why you kind of have to keep, like, up in the ante. And you get like me where you're addicted to the hottest thing out there because you just can't get past the bicarbonate. That's, that's an addiction I can't even comprehend. Oh, yeah. wow. I, and at some point, I assume that if your system is not suited to this, could something like this be lethal? Uh, no, no. I, I mean, you could. You'd get a lot of gastric upset. You yeah. probably, in the worst case scenario, you're vomiting. You're very uncomfortable, but mostly you're just activating the very superficial nerve endings. All right. So it's nothing systemic. Okay. So what, what about affecting your whole body? What about that kid that died from eating that the, the that, chip, the chip, the yeah. spicy chip? That's true. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, I. I I'd have to look at that, but I would guess maybe there was some sort of choking or something like that that ensued. Or he ate something really hot. Uh, All right, Rob. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Have a good one, man. 
You guys take care. All right. All right. We'll see you. All right. Let's play a clip from a movie that involves food and see if you can tell us what movie it is from. And you want. Where, where the, it's set, that first one. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is your first movie clip. Here it is. She made this cake just for you to have on your very own. Her sweat and blood went into this cake, and you will not leave this platform until you have consumed the entire confection. Entire confection. See you at lunch. Thank you, Cookie. All right. Kids, you wanted cake, you got cake. Now eat it. All right, 215-263-WMMR. What movie is that from? All right. To another story here. Um, damn it, I meant to save the email of the person I got this from. It's a listener that uh, tunes in from the United Kingdom. Oh, that's you know in England. I might have. And sent me a limited edition item that is in the UK at McDonald's, and I was intrigued by it. It is called the Philly Cheese Stack. All right, got it. Not a cheese oh, steak, a yeah. cheese stack? Uh, who is it's it from? Jesse Feliciani. All right, thank you, Jesse. I'm intrigued by this. So it is a, it's a... It's a burger, and it has here the the uh, is the description: two succulent beef patties, wonderful, with a cheese sauce, uh, two cheese slices, grilled and crispy onions, and pickles served on a toasted bun. I'm all aboard. So it looks pretty good. It looks sort of like a regular sandwich Big Mac. Yeah, but what, what is it again? Two uh, all beef patties. Uh, what else? No, two two succulent beef. Two patties. succulent beef patties. Uh, two all beef patties. Special sauce says cheese, pickles, on jelly. Special on the it, it, uh, it comes with cheese sauce, so I think oh. that's part of what makes well, it. That was the thing. Okay, uh, the cheese steak like burger, and what kind of cheese is the sauce? Uh, it just says cheese sauce, so, so like, not like it's a cheese whiz. It's going to be like whiz. I would uh, yeah, right. Yes, it says cheddar cheese sauce. So it's like whiz and cheddar cheese slices on a sesame water split bun mm. with grilled onions and pickle slices. Seems exquisite. I think I'm going to start putting pickles on my cheese steak. Is that out of line? No. no. You're allowed to. I do that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds uh, like that would be pretty pretty tasty. Did I tell you guys that I had uh, what I consider to be the best French fries of my entire life <gasps> when I was in Michigan? Oh, no. Michigan? Uh, yeah, I know. You made know. a passing <laughs> reference to it. Okay. But now um, you're going to tease us with something we can never have. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hear me out. Um, because I uh, there were at least two of these places in uh, the Ann Arbor area. So it might be franchised out there somewhere. But the name of the place was called Hopcat. Um, and Preston, you, I know you love your sexy fries. Yeah. These are... Slutty uh, fries. These are super slutty. They're not even sexy. They're not even wearing panties. Obviously, yeah. slutty fries. <laughs> yeah. Wearing panties. What, describe, please. Uh, the, the, just the, the spices that they put on them, and that is the standard spice, and that's the OG, as they call it. But, and the reason I bring this up now is because you were talking about the cheese. I feel like they revolutionized cheese, dipping cheese, because... Whatever sort of spices and stuff they put in this little cheese sauce that they have right. is amazing. Well, I we'll have to take your word for it. There's no, you know, but I think but, they're uh, all in Michigan cases. Are they? Yeah, there's uh, maybe like a dozen locations Thanks, or man. so. And Damn it. Thanks for uh, nothing. Well, no, 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 no. Let's go. Let's go right now. Road trip? Yeah. 
Hopcat. Uh, Hopcat, it says, renaming its controversial crack fries. I guess at one point they called them crack fries. Yeah. It looks like they are the type that are fried in, like, peanut oil case. Possibly. Um, which I'm it, not a big fan of. Oh, wait, why? What's, I don't know. I, I just difference. don't, uh, I, I, I don't, it, it doesn't taste fryish. Does it give a different taste? Yeah, I think so. It does. Okay. Yeah. Mm. No, they're great. Are uh, they? But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I may yeah. be wrong about that. I was just uh, just looking at them. Uh, they look like that. But, but I, anyway. I really do feel like uh, we need to start... Um, Traveling for food? No, we need oh. to start doing stuff with the cheese dipping sauces. Like, you can do... A, and I was, as I was eating these, I was like, the possibilities are endless. Possibilities are endless. Like, you can, shatter, yeah. uh, can we get some... Do they... Do they ship these anywhere? Well, okay. there's one in Indiana. Oh, that's oh, absolutely. Now we're talking. Fries, <laughs> fries never, no. ever, ever travel well. Never. Sometimes they don't even make it home. Yeah. Agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, a five-minute drive will yeah. change the, 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 com- the complexion of French fries enough to where it's like, mm, not as good. Yeah. I am willing to risk not it. Not as good. You like crispy ones, by the way? I do. Okay, they were all crispy. Okay. Mm. All right, anyhow, yeah. we need to see if uh, somebody knows what clip this movie's from. I'm not going to play the whole thing part of it. <laughs> made this cake just for you to have on your very own. Her sweat and blood went into this cake, and you will not leave this platform until you have consumed the entire confection. All right, let's see if we have a winner. We're going to go to Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, good morning. Good morning to see you, Amanda. (laughs) What movie is that from? One of my favorites from my childhood, Matilda. Matilda! That is correct. Hang on the line because we got some good eats for you, Case. Yeah, we have a $50 Jersey Mike's gift card. And if you are planning your game day feast, Jersey Mike's has got you covered with everything you need for a great party or tailgate. You can feed 10 people with a Jersey Mike's catering box and you can order on the app or at jerseymikes.com. All right, here is our next clip you have to identify. What movie is this from? Where's my snack pack? (laughs) You've got a banana. You don't need no snack pack. You know I like snack pack. Why can't you just give me a snack? I thought that was your snack pack. What are you talking about? All right, 215-263-WMMR. All right, order up. Next story. 66% of Americans believe that their family recipe has what it takes to appear in a best-selling cookbook. (laughs) Right, Kath? Not my family. (laughs) Kathy would represent the 33%. Do you, wait, one one thing that has lived in my family, my mom made when we were a kid, and uh, I do have the recipe and I've made it before, it actually came from the back of a book. Like, not a recipe book. A lot of them do. It was a book that my mom read me as a kid, Uh and they put the recipe in there of whatever I think it was a rabbit was making this this cake. Oh. And that's what that's our famous recipe. It's not okay. even ours. It came so from many times book. that's what happens. <laughs> Somebody gets a recipe out of a cookbook, it becomes something that's prepared within the family and it yeah. suddenly becomes the family the recipe. Family recipe. Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well so speaking of which, and I have a I have an answer to my own question here. Is there something that you have only had at your house? Like it, it, you know, um like hot ganipkin apps? Like hot ganipkin apps. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that I well, when growing up I've never had mashed potatoes like the way my mother used to make them, which was with mayonnaise and Ooh. southern style that I've never had 
since then. Right. So reveal what you're talking about so um, we can better understand. They were called Camp Coffee Buns, and I've never seen these things served at a restaurant. I've never had them in any other places. And, you know, you go to a party and there's like a pastry table. I've never had it anywhere except for my house in Rutledge, Pennsylvania. They're called Camp Coffee Buns, and they are amazing. What is it? It is uh, just (laughs) sugar and butter. and uh, That's it? And (laughs) cherries? Cake? It's a cake. It's okay. a it's, it's, it's a stick like of a, butter. You dip in sugar. It's sort of like somewhere between a a cake uh, and a, a pound cake, and okay. uh, it's it's but it's like thin. Nick, it makes me think of because uh, uh, you brought this up. Uh, I think to Bradley Cooper when we talked to him, uh, was Silver Linings Playbooks. Mom's making homemades. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, what the hell are homemades? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> it was just like a cheese and yeah. bread thing or something like that. It was a Delco thing written into the script. Yeah. Well, what, oh, the meltaways, meltaways. Oh, yeah, oh, those are cookies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess my family recipe would be our fried rice. Which it's, I've never had. I need to make it for you. I will. Give me a bag of spaghetti and I'll trade you fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's just something. And Steve, I'm pretty sure it probably came from a recipe book somewhere. Yep. But along the line, we just made it so much and so often. Like, I just, I eyeball everything. I just throw the stuff in. I know how to make it. With I could do it, you know, blindfolded. And it's become kind of our family recipe. And my kids know how to make it. You know, oh, that's cool. It was handed yeah. down from... My my grandmother taught my mom. My mom taught me, and I've taught my yeah. kids. And so it doesn't you know, matter that it that it came off yeah. a, a, out of a cookbook or something. It's been curated and it's been you assume perfected over the years. Uh, the poll of two thousand adults found that about seventy five percent of uh, the people plan to pass recipes down to future generations as well, which is what you do. Uh, there's another one that we made. You guys ever had chicken divan before? No. Uh, oh, yum. Yeah. Yeah. That it's was like a, that was uh, something we made regularly, and and I now that I've thought about. It, I have to make that. What is it? Uh, it's a uh, Kathy. You'll love it. It's a okay. casserole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it has uh, rice, chicken, uh, broccoli, cheese. Um, oh. The sauce is made with uh, um, uh, mayonnaise, sour cream, uh, some curry, uh, stuff like that. All right. It's very, very yummy. I think it's the sauce that, that kills me. Because everything you start, I was like, all right, I'd eat that. And then you got to sauce. And I was like. You don't like the, yeah. the classic casserole sauce? Well, the no, moment you I... throw in cream of mushroom soup, Kathy's yeah. out. Um, yeah. And field mice. Because like mm-hmm. a bowl, like if you just made a bowl, if you put that in a bowl, I'd be like, mmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Kathy, Kathy your what... bowl of food is out. Did <laughs> <laughs> I tell you guys what happened uh, when I got to the MM barbecue and picked up my ticket? and uh, our little wristbands for getting around. So I, I gave the person my name and uh, somebody off to the right was like, I'm going to give you your passes and I'll hand you your tickets, but you have to give me some of your mom's meatloaf. Because uh, <laughs> <that's laughs> he, he recognized my last name. That's funny. And then just from uh, us talking about my mom's meatloaf and my we mom's meatballs over the years, yeah. he's like, I want the recipe. She uses raisins. Yeah, sometimes. Right, let's see if somebody knows what movie this is from. Where's my snack pack? <laughs> you got a banana. You don't need no snack pack. You know I like snack pack. Why can't you just give me a snack pack? I thought that was your snack pack. What are you talking about? All right, we're going to go to Nick. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, what movie is that from, man? Oscar-winning movie, Billy Madison. You got it, brother. Goo. And here's what we have for you. 
Uh, we got a case of new Belgium Voodoo Ranger Hard Charge Tea. Sometimes the easiest choice is the hardest. Introducing Voodoo Rangers Hard Charge Tea with 7% ABV in every delicious sip. Oh, yeah, me. All right, uh, let's play another movie clip. I think we only have time for one more. No! We've got to stay on time for Crumb Bum Cash. Uh, let's see if you can identify this movie. Here we go. Uh-oh. What? What's the matter? You spilled the salt. That's what's the matter. Spilling the salt is very bad luck. We're driving across the country. The last thing we need is bad luck. Quick. Toss some salt over your right shoulder. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late. Harry. Was that Seabass? Uh, yeah. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. All right. One more story. To do a local one. Uh, Northern Liberties is having their Monster Mash event, and it is taking place uh, starting, what's today? Today's the 20th, so it starts tomorrow. It'll be uh, the 21st, 22nd, 28th, and 29th, and on Saturdays and Sundays, they're having um, a whole bunch of things taking place, including uh, they're going to crown the neighborhood's winner for the best Bloody Mary. Uh huh. And are you a Bloody Mary aficionado? I am picky about Bloody Marys. Okay. Okay. I, I number one, I can only drink one of them Same. because they fill you up big time. Um, and uh, either I love it or I hate it. I never have like a uh, hey, this is pretty good. I mean, like wow, this is fantastic. Or ooh, Kathy, yeah. I do a total ooh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you, you know what I mean? Does that is, does that depend on whether they use the mix or make it from scratch? I don't really know. I've never asked. Okay, all right. Um, Do I get spicy? Uh, just a little bit. Celery? If, if you go too spicy, I'm out. Yeah. I, it, I think you've uh, overpowered uh, the flavor. It's got to have a good um, vegetable flavor to it. Sometimes the sometimes you can put too much booze in it, and I don't like that. So a lot of times if I go to a restaurant and I'll order a tomato juice, yeah. they'll give me the Bloody Mary mix. Right. And I'm like, no. It's not the same thing. No. No. Uh, but I do like um, some Worcestershire in it. Mm-hmm. What about uh, chunky stuff? Um, it, like poop, I, I don't like seeing like a whole lot of horseradish floating around in there. It can be a bit much. Yeah, I don't need another breakfast inside my Bloody Mary either. You know, yeah. like all the accoutrement and everything. Uh, Preston, you ever been to Dewey? You ever spent any time in Dewey Beach? I've Delaware? never been to oh, Dewey. That, There's that, a place called the yes. Starboard down there. I think Marissa's <laughs> familiar with it as well. And um, they are known for having a, a thousand Bloody Marys. It, it's like make your own, I think. It, yeah, they have that option too. You can go behind the bar and and you know and there's the standard ones and then there's you know a one million more options or whatever but it's fun and it's a cool place to go like you know on a Sunday uh, morning brunch or whatever. different flavors oh Steve, every, I mean every really? flavor you could possibly imagine oh. the first time I ever went there I remember I was walking by we weren't even planning on going we were walking by <laughs> and it was I I think we were going for coffee like it was like <laughs> yeah. nine ten a.m. and and we were like and then the what? gurney came out three hours later. no but we yeah. were like what is going on there I mean it was already packed wow. and then we were like oh forget the coffee. Let's go in there. We ended up spending like the entire morning there. People just were drinking their Bloody Mary. Uh, The pig dog on the beach at uh, Maury's Piers, they have one that, I mean, it's essentially you have the... It's lunch. It's lunch on top of your Bloody Mary. I go to a place called the Rat Prick and uh, really good stuff. (laughs) Now there's... Like uh, you know, shrimp and scallops and, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. All kinds that's of stuff hanging meal. off of it. Yeah. I don't drink Bloody Marys, but when I see those where there's like a meal on top, I'm like, that looks so fun. I kind of So the current champ is Jerry's Bar. Uh, and I think there's going to be 15 participants uh, in total. And each is competing. Uh, they will feature Halloween-themed Bloody Marys. Uh, and they are ranking drinks in and 
patrons get to rank the drinks, by the way. You're voting on this. It's a pay-as-you-go over two weekends. Uh, and they have four categories. Uh, the right spice, taste, bling, and Halloweeniness. Mm. Uh, and the overall winner takes the top honors. Uh, so that is, and it's only going to be on Saturdays and Sundays this weekend and next weekend. So if you're Bloody Mary aficionado, head to Northern Liberties, ask the bars there about the Monster Mash, and uh, you can partake. And they're going to be doing outdoor seating and stuff like that. So. Uh, yeah, the weather, well, the weather, actually the weather's going to be a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, let's see if somebody can identify the movie about food. Uh-oh. What? What's the matter? You spilled the salt. That's what's the matter. Spilling the salt is very bad luck. We're driving across the country. The last thing we need is bad luck. Quick. Toss some salt over your right shoulder. What the hell? Uh-oh. <laughs> too little, too late. Here. All right, we're going to go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Uh Good morning to see you. Anthony, what movie is that from? That was from Dumb and Dumber. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hang on a second. We got this for you, bud. Anthony, you got a case of new Belgium Voodoo Ranger Hard Charge Tea. Sometimes the easiest choice is the hardest. Introducing Voodoo Rangers Hard Charge Tea with 7% ABV in every delicious sip. All right, gang. Sorry, we got to close the restaurant up. Uh, it was kind of a short one, but uh, nonetheless, food is what it's all about with the connoisseur. But we got a bunch of guests joining us, and today is the last day of Crumb Bum Cash. So when we return, which is going to be, we got to do it in eight minutes. So yes, we do. Coming back shortly. Uh, we're going to do the B file. We're going to do Crumb Bum Cash. So your chance to win $1,000 on the way. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. No sad, bro. It's Friday.
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Easy to buy a new home comfort system with Horizon's fall into savings event. You can get up to $1,500 back on qualifying systems and up to 20% off select new system installs. Visit horizonservices.com. All right, we'll start with this. Uh, D.C. police have arrested a 19-year-old man for allegedly carjacking his Uber driver after getting into an argument over his dog. Over his dog? Yes. Yeah, so the driver's dog or the passenger's? The passenger's dog. So, uh, detective, I think it was his passenger dog, yeah. Uh, the de- detectives say Dax Franco Willis assaulted the driver before stealing her car when she refused to allow his dog in the vehicle. <laughs> He's charged with uh, unarmed carjacking and robbery. Wow. Police say the rideshare driver picked up the accused carjacker when Willis attempted to bring his dog into the rideshare driver's car. She told him his dog was not allowed. Well, they have no option but to steal your car. And this is when he threatened to spray her with mail. During an argument, investigators say Willis assaulted the driver. He reportedly dragged her from the car, stole her phone, and fled the scene in her vehicle. It was recovered later on. Uh, Willis was arrested and charged with robbery. And I like my dog. And yeah. assault, yeah. Do you have to? Uh, can you make a request? Or is that something that exists on the app if you're bringing a pet? That's a good question. I've never... Yeah. Traveled with a pet, so I've never looked into it. I'm so bringing an iguana. I do not know. Yeah. Maybe maybe so. Uh, Jay and Karen DeGosebrained. <laughs> you, you can stop right there. Uh, DeGosebrained. Uh, yes, they own... As goes to head, has, so goes to brain. They own Tipton Gas Bar on Vancouver Island, and they never expected a black bear to make it to their list of clientele. Scotch and soda. The security <laughs> camera footage from the store caught the bear casually walking around, uh, or Walking in around 6.30 a.m. on Monday. Hey, uh, going through racks of chocolate bars before grabbing a 70-cent pack of gummy bears in its jaws. <laughs> well, that's perfect. And then taking off without paying. But that's all it took was just a uh, just a, pa- a pack of gummy bears. That's it. Yeah. The husband and wife duo said the bear didn't appear. for a little recharge. Disappear. <laughs> The bear didn't appear to be aggressive at all, but the brazen theft from the shoplifter certainly left an impression. Uh, Karen said, I thought it was so cool. Well, and and, and by the way, the the aisles are pretty narrow. The fact that the bear didn't do a damage, just took the pack and left. Uh, the incident is it's just, actually more courteous than most people that probably shop there. Just one among growing instances of bear encounters across uh, British Columbia. There has been a high number of bear-related complaints this year, primarily concerning black bears. In August alone, uh, they received 5,963 calls about black bears, near uh, d- nearly double the previous high <laughs> of 2,366 calls in 2011. So there's a huge uptick. Yeah. I, there's, the footage is amazing because the bear just kind of very delicately takes yeah. the one pack and then leaves. Yeah. Uh, in England, oh, I, I forgot the pre uh, A woman has been arrested on suspicion of manslaughter after a man died during a baptism ceremony. What? Right? That's not how I remember it. Uh, emergency services. All right, give me the bat. Confirmed a man in his 60s died at a private address. What happened to the water? A 46-year-old woman arrested in Birmingham has been released on bail. <clears throat> the man was taking part in the ceremony carried out by the life-changing ministries <laughs> in a... It should be the life-ending yeah, ministries. Yeah, yeah. Well, then it changed your life. In a small pool in the property's garden. Uh, the baptism event was streamed live on the church's Facebook page, but the stream was cut during the event and the video later removed. Can you give me the holy chainsaw? 
Uh, the group's founder, Cheryl Reed Bartley, said a man called Robert Yap had died. Uh, she said that he traveled to Birmingham to be baptized, adding that he had lived with Parkinson's disease and had been a member for four years. Uh, police said His car says yakety yak, just call Yap. A police, uh, police said a post-mortem examination will be carried out while detectives continue inquiries. I don't think I've ever heard a story ever of someone being killed during a baptism. No, I've, um, there was one a while back where a baby uh, Oh my died. God. And, oh, and it does happen from time to time, and I don't know how people can do that, but it does happen. All right, so this is a little lighter. A uh, 24-year-old woman, uh, Cameron Spina, worked for seven days as a sports coach before finding out that she had never been hired for the job in the first place. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. And what's worse is she had moved from Florida to Virginia for the job. Oh, my God. Spina says that she applied for a job as a cheerleading coach at Virginia College. She at Hired? At a Virginia college, she was asked by the head coach to visit the college, who also said he wanted to hire her for the role. She emailed with the head coach and even moved to Virginia, but never received an official contact contract from the school. She began the job August 1st, worked for a week before HR told her they had decided to move on with other applicants. Oh, my God. The college's well, HR department has since given her $1,600. And she said, I now know not to move forward with anything until I get official documents. Back instead of trusting that they'll be coming eventually. That sucks. Yeah, I would imagine sixteen. Probably That's got not a, enough. She's got a lawsuit on her hands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is. I think this is from last week. I didn't get a chance to get to it, but an Oklahoma judge may lose her job after allegedly sending more than five hundred texts during a murder trial. Oh, my God. You're supposed (gasps) to pay attention, aren't you? The messages reportedly mocked the prosecutor and called a witness a liar as Uh well. Uh, The judge's texts include speculating that the prosecutor was sweating too much and asking why a potential juror, quote, had baby hands. That's great. That's actually pretty funny. judge. (laughs) Why don't you bring your baby hands up here to the... Who was she sending them to? Uh, You know what? I don't know. Uh, she also commented the on the defense attorney the yeah. attractiveness of a police officer, saying that uh, she could look at him all day. Wow. He's dreaming. Uh, Soderstrom also questioned if a juror was wearing a wig. Uh, the Lincoln County <laughs> District Judge Tracy I'm naked under my robes. Soderstrom was also caught on camera scrolling through social media during the trial. Wow. Yeah, uh, she was sworn in on January 9th of this year, uh, but she has been suspended with pay pending the outcome of a hearing. Uh, the pattern could uh, demonstrate uh, respondents and gross neg- neglect of duty, gross partiality, and oppression, according to Chief Justice I, John Kane IV. I think the judge should check in on the uh, proceedings yeah, now and then. Yeah, things are going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what, though? I mean, that's extreme, um, but there are stories out there of, you know, locally of people yeah. just, there's points where they're just not paying attention yeah. and yeah. they're kind of leaving it to the jurors. Man, and- yeah, you got to take that seriously. Yeah. Well, listen, when they're doing the jury selection, they won't let you look at your phone or, no. or, or, or read a book yeah. or anything. You've got to be locked on. I think the judge should do the same. I would think so. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, uh, we have a little less than five minutes for you to enter the word special for MMR's Crumbum Cash, so do that now. S-P-E-C-I-A-L. Make sure you do that now. And when you're done doing that, give us a call, because caller number 12 is going to get a $50 gift card from Jersey Whoa! Mike's. Oh! <laughs> huh. 
Buddy's excited. Yeah. Uh, Jersey Mike's dropped off a bunch of food for us, and you can order Jersey Mike subs on their mobile app. Get delivery right to your home, or you can pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's be a sub above, so call number 12 to set you up. And thank you to John Vanacore of the Radnor store for bringing in some goods for us this morning. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come. I already hit that case. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And uh, Michael Yo, Yo! is stopping by because he's going to be performing at Punchline tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hello, good citizens. Pierre Robert here. Tomorrow night, join me and Jackie Bam Bam, along with Alicia Vitarelli and Bob Kelly. We'll be hosting a tribute to Jerry Blavitt at the Academy of Music on Broad Street. A star-studded evening with Darlene Love, The Intruders, The Happenings, Bobby Wilson, The Chantels, and Low Cut Connie. But wait, there's more. The tribute continues Sunday morning at 7. Tune in to WMMR as Jackie and I pay homage to the boss with the hot sauce. We will co-host the final broadcast from Jerry's home studio. We'll play the very records he loved and shared so passionately over the Philly airwaves and some of our own. Please join us for a very special tribute you won't hear anywhere else. For the Geeter with a heater, Jerry Blavitt on 93.3 WMMR. Truly everything that rocks. It's always a treat have our next guest in the studio. So we welcome him as he's performing at Punchline to my, tonight and tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Yo! Yay! Back in town. What's up to the best morning show in the world? Oh, Look at that. You, I, and, I, and I say that with all my heart. I mean, yeah. I just love you. You guys are just my, every year I come by and I'm just so happy to see you. Oh, oh I appreciate you. it. Yeah. yeah. And we, we'll catch you sometimes. You'll come in. We'll get you Zooming or whatever. And you're, you're, you're a guy who's out and about. You have a lot of irons in the proverbial fire. I do, I do, because when one goes away, you want other irons, right? Yeah. Is that, is that work ethic? So you're, you're, you say you're Blasian. Yes, uh, black and Asian. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, and so the, the work ethic, obviously, the Asian community is known for a very... Uh, and so what are you leading to, Steve? I'm saying... No, yeah. no, no, I, already, I, I feel like I yeah. know where this is going, Steve. Yes, I'm just saying, do you, do you have that same level of commitment, you know? Yes, like yeah. my mom taught me to work very... But my dad, too, he has a PhD in nuclear physics. So. Well, that's no slouch. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm dumb compared to him. You know what I mean? Like, I am a failure to my mom. Let's be honest. You know? that, that's always a tough sell when you have... Because we've had a number of, of, of uh, comedians and people, celebrities, you know, when you have really, like, a scholarly parents, yeah. and you come in saying, I want to do this, and then in the long run, end up earning more than they... <laughs> no, you know what's crazy is I went to college, University of Arkansas, uh, yeah. but my dad called me, and he told me to drop out. Did he? What? He goes, you are not smart. <laughs> Yes. He says, you're wasting our money. Uh, wow. I, I, I mean, it was all on scholarship. I play football. Right. I play football. But he goes, yeah. you're wasting your time in school. And then I got too many concussions, so I couldn't play football. He says, you need to leave. He, go find something you like. Well, good for him for being candid. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you're not smart at all. And my mom was <laughs> devastated. My mom was devastated. But how, how do you argue with a guy who's that learning? I know. What yeah. say to a, a, you to don't a, know. To yeah. an astrophysicist. Like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, you know, he was blunt. He told me to get... But that's my parents. They tell me if I'm horrible at something. Well, parentally, do you have the same chops to tell? Okay, so this is perfect balance. My wife is... I mean, she's 
the my wife, if it was just her in the picture, my kid would be on American Idol when they can't sing. You know those people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, what are oh, you doing? Yeah. Like yeah. that would be like, so I'm a great balance to that. I'm okay. not as as just blunt as my parents, but I am a bunch of reality. That's why we balance each other. Like like my daughter has no balance. She's three years old, she falls over everything. <laughs> the other day she fell over a sock. Oh. <laughs> How do you fall over a sock? Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Right, right. I want to uh, contradict what your dad said because there are all kinds of smart, right? And like you wouldn't be successful and you wouldn't be where you are today if you weren't smart at something. And I would contend that you are smart at comedy. You know what? You should call my dad and let him know. Your son is smart. He is somebody. No, but he was talking book smart. Academically, yeah. But he knew as far as like talent, I had it. But he goes, your talent is nothing in school. Like you're wasting it. Michael, Mm -hmm. if you with the, we were talking about tuitions, you know, uh, I mean the, I mean, when you graduate basically having a mortgage to pay off, and if you can avoid that, you know, and know what you want to do, I mean, you know, that's why a lot of parents opt to, or, or if they, the kid doesn't know what they want to do, community college until you can figure it out. You know what, I, I honestly think the older I get, like my son, he's in first grade, and he asked me the other day, how much longer do I have to do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. And, and I, you know, I, I wasn't yeah. like big on school, and I'm like, man, buddy, mm-hmm. I didn't want to even say anything, because you know, school works to a certain degree in today's society. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, you need to just get in. I wish there was if more you, of trade schools where mm-hmm. if you know at, in high school what Agreed. you want to do, yeah. they teach you how to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes school doesn't pan out for I, a lot of people. I, I remember that used to be the kind of thing, oh, they, they we had a trade school that was yeah. attached to our high school and it was and guys who know who knew what they wanted to do and, and were doing that. And there would be almost like this, oh, they're, they're, they're over there. Like like like, yeah. like it was a reformatory yeah. school or yeah. something. Saying, no, these, these guys know exactly what they want to do. But it was usually just metal work and then <laughs> taking care of horses. Well, I think those were the right <laughs> things they did, right? That was yeah. it. Like, yeah. like there was just no metal and horses. <laughs> just metal and horses. That's all they did. Michael, what were you in in high school since we're talking about that? What would you categorize? What what uh, categorize yourself as? What circles did you run in? Were you a jock or? I was a great jock, but nerd. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, I wasn't cool. Were I mean, you were nerd because you're a good looking dude? No. Were no. you a nerd? or? Were I was going to ask if you were born good looking or no. were you like an ugly duckling? Yeah. No, no, I wasn't an ugly duckling, but here's the thing. I wasn't popular. Uh-huh. Oh, I was popular on Friday nights when I played football. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I scored four touch. I never forget this. You're like Al Bundy. <laughs> I scored four touchdowns. My, uh, 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 what was it? The big prom homecoming yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No date to homecoming. Really? Wow. And I asked everybody. No, I was just, man. I wasn't, I didn't make it once in the yearbook unless I was catching a football. No. Like I wasn't that dude in high school, but all those dudes, I see now uh-huh. that were popular then <laughs> yeah. 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 they're fat and ugly yeah. now. where did you grow up where did you play Houston ball? Texas okay so, so that's football is huge down there that's, huge. that's Friday night that's, yeah but that's, you would like I no cheerleader would date no normal person would date me huh. like I tried hard too I had teachers in on it they would try to get me dates <laughs> yeah well that's what, pretty sad. Did you change uh, <laughs> hey, teachers trying to help you out? When you went to college, were you in a football crowd in college? Now, f- that's where it changed. Yeah. Um, University of Arkansas, this color of black, where you're black but not really black. Oh, man. I was like a test subject for white girls. Like, like, they were like, oh, well, well, I can't. He's not really black. They can so, dip their toes in so, that. Yeah, yeah. you, were, you were tea on the way to coffee. I was a starter yeah, black. Yeah. You know what I mean? They start with me, and then they go to a real black dude. Oh, that's that's starter 
Dude, black woman. I never had so many white women love me at once in university because I was different, man. Yeah. Because yeah. in Arkansas, it was like, I when I grew up, I didn't see a lot of mixed kids. No. So when I got to Arkansas, I was like a superstar. They were like, what is this guy? <laughs> I have to sleep with it. But wow. the, yeah, I mean, that I can, I can see that. Right? So you did very well. So, I did, very so well. did you get more concussions from sex or football? <laughs> <laughs> the headboard. Oh, I never made the field. No, like, <laughs> did, uh, college is your opportunity to reinvent yourself, and that, that indeed was, happened to you? And that's when it switched. Yeah. When I was like, because I didn't, it sounds crazy, but I didn't value myself like as a, a person that could get dates in high school. Then when I went to college, it just flipped. Yeah. I, it was like 180, what is going on? Girls were coming up to me. Yeah. Like, and, and I never had that in my were mind. Were you always charismatic? Were you, because oh, it seems to me that you were someone who never suffered from having difficulty no, talking I to people. I could talk to anybody. Okay. okay. But women did not like me at all. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. And uh, look, in high school, I will admit though, I was cocky. Okay. You know, but still, every high school guy is cocky. Right. And I really didn't, I, I think I was so focused on football, I didn't care about anything else mm. either, you know? But I did want to date. Yeah. But nobody wanted to date. <laughs> so your, your worst yeah. football injury, because, you know, even at college level, I never be... broke anything. Really? No, I never broke anything. The only thing I got concussion, I woke up in ICU. So How many, how many times did you have concussions? Just uh, one time? So or? it was all at once. I okay. got three in a row in Ooh. college, right? Right? But they moved me from a receiver to outside linebacker because okay. I gained so much weight. I was uh, they I was uh, we were like a testicle for creatine. Okay. This is before it even came out. Right, right, yeah, we were yeah. taking creatine like six times a day. I went from one seventy to two thirty in like a year. Jeez. Oh my god! Yeah, because I never worked out. You know, high school you don't yeah. work out like they yeah. do today. So, uh -huh. Yeah, I lifted weights and I blew up. My mom thought I was on steroids. She's like, "Oh, you're so big." Uh -huh. You know. So, what was, was there a concussion protocol at that time? There probably no. Wasn't. They that concussions back in the day were oh you got your belt run. Go yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Like, oh, Absolutely. you're fine. You would see stars. Like, yeah. literally, you just got in a car accident with your head. Yeah. And they would go, oh, go back in. You're fine now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the last one, I woke up in ICU, man. It happened to me as a kid. I played, like, Little League football, yeah. and uh, they put me in. I was normally, uh, you know, uh, a lineman, and they needed somebody to play safety. I didn't know how the hell to play safety, so I go run him right at the guy with my head down, because uh -huh. I just knew I wanted to, to yeah. stop him, and we went helmet to helmet, boom, and I I saw yellow stars yes. when it hit, and uh, I got I got up and I'm I'm all woozy and everything. They put me right back in. I kept playing. I went home and I puked my brains out. Yeah. I clearly had a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, that without happens, question. Yeah, and they that's why they want you to stay awake and they all that yes. stuff is supposed to. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. What was crazy is when I like fell out because I went unconscious. They showed me the film of it. It was me making a tackle, and this was in practice. I walk off the field. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And everybody's hit me. And then a poof. Oh, just wow. Out. Yeah, man. It was wow. crazy. It's wow. crazy. And then they told me, we don't know how long it will take you to get better. But do you want to try again next year? And my mom was like, no. It's it a smart move. Did yeah. they put you on brain rest or anything like that? Where you I couldn't can't... play for a year. No kidding. So I was just at school for a year living in the dorm. It was sad, man, because I think when you're built. From high, from ever since you're a kid to uh, college, and you mm -hmm. played football, that's your identity. Yeah, and then you're embarrassed going home. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? because you were the guy, yeah. and now everybody everybody looked up to you. Even if they saw you on the sideline, your church, they'd be like, oh, yeah. You know? But then you were like a hometown hero that, that didn't like pan out. You know? So, what did you channel that? 
two, uh, you know, football to, and then move on to Well, what? then I, I was in radio. Okay. Yeah. You know, and radio took off for me. So yeah. I went from Austin, I mean, Houston, Austin to Miami. And that's what took me to LA, got into TV and that kind of, and I'm happy that worked out that way because with CTE and everybody has body, like I see yeah. these players, they do can have, barely move. Do you yeah. have ling- any lingering? From- uh, no, I, my knee, I just had surgery like probably like two years ago. All right. So it's way better now. But that was from football from 20 years ago. I just yeah. never got it done. Wow. It's yeah. wild how, I mean, those, and that's why sometimes you talk about, okay, those athletes make a lot of money. Yeah, but the wear and tear is substantial. I mean, have you ever seen a pro football player retired, like, walk well. No. Or just move well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, man, that's, it's so hard on your body. Yeah. Right. Like, like, if I if I could play any sport, and my son's great at golf, like, he's only six, but he's crushing it. I was like, play golf. I don't want you to get hit, man. Like, yeah. and football's so violent. These players, when a big dude was, like, 300 pounds, they didn't run fast. Right, right, yeah. They now just they do. Stood, now they yeah. run just as fast as the running backs, man. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. scary out yeah. there. Yeah. It's scary, man. So how's your golf? Mine yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Tiger Woods on the court, but I am <laughs> Let me tell you, one day, this is a true story. I went to the little range where you hit, uh-huh. and from afar, I had the Nike hat on. I, had yeah. the, I, I dressed oh, like man. Man. People thought I was him. So you see everybody looking out, and once I hit the ball, everybody was like, ah. Oh, man. That's uh, Lion Woods. Uh, Lion Woods, yeah. <laughs> when you went to L.A., were you doing radio in Los Angeles? Or I did. did I did a sh- uh, serious XM show for uh, E! Entertainment at the okay. time. Right. So all I would do is talk about entertainment. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was pretty big. And then the channel went away. And I, But by then, I was on TV. Right. You're always a good interviewer. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. interviewing people. That's yeah. that's my passion is interviewing people. You know, so that's the thing I love to do, and that's why podcasting is so well. Okay, yeah. I was talking to a friend uh, this week who's in PR, is what his job is, and um, he was talking about how he he had worked in LA for a stretch, and and now he's been working in Philly for quite some time. He hated Los Angeles because of the phoniness of the relationships. Right, oh. and every now and then you'd think you'd actually be friends with somebody, and it turns out you're not, and and so you would sort of delude yourself a little bit into thinking. Oh, this person is my friend. They're really only your friend when they need something. Hundred percent. All right. That so that leads me to the question of how often did that happen? And did you ever think you were friends with somebody and it turns out, nah, actually not? You really. know what? The only time that's ever happened is actually in radio. I was a APD music director. Okay, we're, we're so, talking about I mean, this. The, yeah. Like, like if you don't, this is inside baseball, but a music director decides all the music that goes on uh, the station. Preston was a music director. So you know this. You got a bunch of record label friends, but once you lose that job or you leave, they don't call you anymore. <laughs> right. That mm-hmm. I've never. Seen uh, a ninety percent fall off wow. of people. Like there's ten yeah. percent that are still there. Yep. That's the only time it's ever happened in L.A. I don't get close to people. I actually, the whole family, we live in Las Vegas now. Did you ever see the, Kev- the, the Kevin Bacon movie, uh, The Big Picture? No, because that's a, that that deals exactly with that. Like he's, he, oh, this is the new hit guy, uh-huh. and um, it doesn't quite work. And then he's like, well, hey guys, yeah, and no, no one wants a damn is, thing to do with him. Like I have to do this show in L.A. next Wednesday, and I'm reg- and I'm so don't want to do it because that crowd is so just. It's not great, but right. I have to do it for the industry because like Netflix and all these people are coming out to see the show. But it's like. They they sell out last minute for Bill Burr and Sebastian, and it's only 150 tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. so spoiled like yeah. that. They don't appreciate it. Wanted to ask you about uh, calling Vegas home. I yeah. heard a stat the other day, which was kind of interesting, and I think it's like 30,000 people a year 
moved to Vegas. It's amazing. And I, I personally don't see the appeal. I've only, I haven't been to the Vegas sphere. in decades. <laughs> the, sphere. Yeah. the sphere looks outrageous. But I mean, it's, um, there's gotta be, you know, suburban areas and kind of normalcy in I, Vegas that I'm not familiar with. I will tell you, I live 20 minutes from the strip, like literally 20 minute drive from the strip. Wow. You would think you live in Colorado. No kidding. Really? My backyard is mountains. Hmm. Okay. Uh. I live on it. Like literally I could throw a rock and hit the mountain behind us. So it's called Summerlin. The place I live is called Summerlin. It's the most family-friendly, beautiful place I've ever lived huh. in. And it's the community. You feel the community. No you know kidding. what I mean? I never, I never lived in a place like that. You can't throw a rock without hitting uh, a park for the kids. And, uh, like, I'm talking about kid-wise, too. My right. kids are six and three. Yeah. They figured it out, man, because everything's new in Vegas. And they're like, oh, for us to have uh, a booming uh, economy and that we need to cater to families. Yeah. Because the strip is the strip. But 20 minutes outside, you wouldn't even know yeah, it's you Vegas. just think, you hear Vegas, you, you know what people think of immediately. And and that's all that I know of Las Vegas. And then well, everyone in the suburbs is employed somehow with anything that pertains to the Strip. Absolutely. And and also, like, when I lived in Miami, everybody thought it was South Beach. Right. But I was like, there's so much more to Miami than South Beach. That's just 17 blocks. Now, I've heard that uh, that in that area, in that suburban area, that there's a lot of porn that's shot. It, I don't know yeah, about yeah. that. But I actually think, I told my wife the other day, I think our next door neighbors, we've never <laughs> met them. But just different people. One day, a lady was walking down the street and money was started flying everywhere. And my wife's like, uh, they made eye contact, that weird eye contact, and the lady ran back inside. So, And then my wife said money was just flowing down the block. And I was like, man, that, that's, that's bang bros or something happening. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know bang what's bros, going on, yeah. but it's happening. Dog fart. I just, <laughs> I just, Michael, I just looked up uh, Summerlin. It's right near um, Red Rock Canyon. Oh, yeah. Well, like, literally, I could see it from my house. That's gorgeous. Wow. That's, it's, uh, I think that's a national recreation area yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's unbelievably beautiful. So speaking of the sphere, um, you know, obviously now the world is getting a look at that with you yeah. two doing the residency and opening that place up. Uh, they've been working on it for a while, so I'm sure you've oh, seen yeah. that from Every the beginning. Day, yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, are you going to go, or have you been? Well, or? I, not for look. I love you. I'm not a U2 fan. Okay, yeah. I respect him, but I'm not a fan. I'm waiting till like this something, goes, something yeah. I like to go. And my friend asked me the other day, well, "Who do you think the first comedian will be in the sphere?" But I go, that doesn't even make sense, right? Because all those like it's all it distraction. Doesn't help stand yeah, up. yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a distraction. You want a low ceiling and a wide room. I think Bruno Mars would be great in there. Yeah. I, think, I think a couple rock uh, bands. I, I would love to see like. Um, I think Coldplay would be good in there. Coldplay would be great. Even though all their songs, to me, sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like, a, like the same track. Yeah. The but <laughs> who do you want to see rock-wise there? I think Metallica. Wow. Oh, yes. That would be great. Right? Be, that would and be your Sandman with that. Um, oh, come on. Yeah. Sandman? <laughs> Can you imagine that place? Like, boom. Oh, my they, God. They were showing a clip. I don't know who was playing or what it was, but the audience is there, and this giraffe head comes over the neck, and everyone... You, you've got to be prepared. You've got to have enough import to not be just completely wiped out of existence by what's happening around. You two can do it. Yep. Bruno Mars could do it. Yeah, um, Green Day would a, be great. They yeah, have, yeah. A, you know, anybody with a voluminous Aerosmith. catalog. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you, though, on, on the horizon as you're going along, because people have pointed out now, like, there is a guy who's, who's playing golf at a course. And it's there in the horizon, and the eyes are moving around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I saw and, that. and and it's like, is it really distracting? Have there been? 
car accidents attributed Complaints. to the distraction? Let me tell you, it's not more distracting than Reliant Stadium. Uh, oh, right. Because they have oh, this yeah. giant billboard that's half the building yeah. that faces the freeway. Yeah. So, I mean, it lights up the whole freeway. So, to me, that's more distracting than the sphere. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's so funny, that video right there. <laughs> yeah. But that's true. But that's cool, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely a thing Las Vegas, Vegas has accepted. And now we're just waiting for the baseball. I mean, the uh, baseball and basketball team. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah, we're, we're excited. Well, the the uh, they're saying that this is the model now for you know their spheres are going to pop up another. They're, they're planning one in London. Yeah, want to do one in London, and they're going to pop up everywhere. They're like two billion dollars, but man, I'm telling you, a tourism. I mean, if you know, if you want to see a ba- if you want to see Metallica, and you're a massive fan, and you know they're going to put on something there, you're going to go, you're going to fly. But yeah. more than that, more than that, they do uh, movies. Do they during the day? So it oh, costs a wow. hundred dollars per ticket to get in there during the day, and, and it's. And it's sold out. They're running theatrical movies? Yeah, well, movies made oh, for, the for, for the sphere. For the sphere. Like an IMAX. Pres- like an IMAX, yeah, right. but in there, like, it, it's always, you can't even get tickets to it. So, 24-7 wow. is sold out. Yeah, it's incredible. Also, can I mention one thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I'm shooting a documentary right now, and the first episode came out yesterday, and I, and all my friends, like, sell out arenas now, yeah, yeah. but I was like, with Joe Coy, and I was like, what if people saw... The, the the mission, how yeah. you get there. Yeah. You know, where some markets I sell out, some markets are down, some markets are up. So, man, the first episode came out yesterday, and it's free on YouTube or my Facebook at Michael Young. And, man, it's just the love I'm getting from it is awesome because it's very just real. What's the name? It's just the Do I Like Tour uh, documentary. Okay. And episode one just came out. And so please, if you could check that out, we'll definitely do the that. real ups and downs. What would be, what would, let's say this documentary, it, it follows you along and you get your dream gig. What's that? What's that? The top gig for Michael Yo that like, oh my God, this is it. This I've, I've always wanted <laughs> sphere, I mean, this fear would be nice, but I, I think what it would be is just. Getting to the place where I can do uh, theaters okay. all the time, yeah. you know, so I could be with my family more, uh. you know, and I'm starting theaters in certain markets. I do theaters. So it's it's a thing where it's starting to move. I Because Joe Coy is a, is a person I saw 13 years ago. He brought me in. I'm like, oh, we're kind of at the same point he where he was 13 years ago. Yeah. So I was like, I want to document this. And also it's great for my kids to watch. And it, you make forever money because if someone discovers you five years from now, they're going to go back to the beginning. I want to see this story. Yeah, yeah. And they're only 10 minutes long, so it's really quick. That used to be the progression where you'd want to do, like if you're doing clubs, you would uh, colleges. Yeah. And now colleges are, I don't think they yeah, have they, the same glow that yeah, it used to have. Yeah, you'll get canceled in get, a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the theaters and there's so many like Seinfeld was here uh and and did uh you know the mad and yeah. and uh uh so those yeah it, you have a more controlled well not a more controlled but you have a I think a better experience unless it's a top club like you know the clubs that we have here yeah, well I I also think this is what I love about comedy over everything once they love you they never leave you right mm-hmm. you know you have for they're your fans forever mm-hmm. and that's unlike any other profession like radio is like that too once they love you they're not leaving your state you're every morning they're listening to you guys comedy is like I've seen it with Joe I've seen it with Bert I've seen it with everybody it takes a while to build but once you build it uh, then a snowball just it, it just keeps going Joe, it's it, his his uh, his whole thing is, is pretty interesting he had that movie his yeah, uh, yeah which I, I finally saw and thought yeah. it was really well done yeah, it, it yeah. didn't it didn't have a a huge box office, no. but I think it. 
I think it'll be that kind of thing that people will start to experience over time, you know? And, and you know what's interesting? Like, Bert, Sebastian, Joe made movies. Yeah. And they haven't panned out like we all hope they... Right. But you got to keep... Like anything. Yeah. You're starting in movies. Bert's like, right. good, by the way. I don't know huh? if you saw The Machine or not. I, saw, I loved it. It was great. Like, But, <laughs> but just like movies, you're yeah. not going to hit a home run every time. So right. you got to build, like, just like their comedy career. You start with open mic. So your first movie, not great. Do another, do another, keep grinding, you know? Is, is it... Is it more um, critical? Because it used to be, I don't know, you can take more ownership like with the YouTube stuff yeah. and so on and so forth. So is it more critical that that movie that like, because Sebastian Maniscalco's movie was not a hit, you yeah. know, and, and he can, he does theaters all the time. Yeah. So so that years ago would have been, uh-oh, done. I don't, it's kind of tough because yeah. if they're going to invest like $10 million in a film, they want somebody that can move tickets. And not everybody can move tickets, right. no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, look, look, Al Pacino and De Niro don't move tickets anymore. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. The only person that really does it is The Rock. Right. So I, I feel like celebrities is more... Or Tom Cruise. And even Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Well, he had, he had Maverick, but yeah. the, the uh, Mission Impossible movie was... Was good, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting away from celebrities because we see them too much. Right. And now it's more about concepts, like that smile horror film. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. Did through the roof because it was great marketing. Yeah. Right. So it's all about marketing and theme and how it, nobody's going to a movie for a celebrity anymore. Not mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. It used to be. Okay, can this person open? They would say yes. open a can movie. They open a movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Will Smith did it for a while, and then yep. I don't know what's going on here. Oh my God. What do you? And then even, he shows up. We yeah. can't even get into this right now because you have a hard out you yeah. have oh. you're, you're doing a tv hit so we gotta lay yeah. out yeah oh we gotta wrap up i'm sorry about I that know. man but, yeah, uh, but man this jada thing he actually showing up i know yeah. hugging oh wait he's from here yeah sorry, that's sorry. Right. Okay. No, no 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 it's crazy to me he it, doesn't it, come back here anymore don't worry he's never been on the yeah. show yeah. We, 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 oh well screw him man <laughs> <laughs> we've talked some mess about you no but it's it's i couldn't imagine having uh my 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 mate dump all over me and me just showing up going oh this is great. I I used to respect him so much, right? I used to love Will Smith. And it's I don't care about the marriage part. I care about how he's reacting to all this. Jada's just talking all over the place and support. That's hard for me because that I I looked up to him. He was an inspiration to me. And now you're letting a person dump all over you and you're there for them. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a good relationship. There's a weird sort of cuck thing going on. And and there's also (laughs) right? Uh And and then I think this whole two Tupac thing has been oh my God. has been incendiary throughout their entire relationship. Hundred yeah. percent. That's one person she probably brings up at dinner. Like <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll be eating dinner and she'll just turn on a Tupac song. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember the day. Right. Well, listen, Michael. We know you got to run, but uh, punchline tonight and tomorrow, seven thirty and nine forty five. Or the shows are tonight. Just one show. I think. Just, just one, one show, show tonight. Yeah, we, we got to watch the Phillies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know this is a Phillies town, but look, I know there's some people out there that maybe not into baseball. So yeah. come on out. Oh yeah, those people. Punchlinephilly.com. Dude, it is great to see you. Hey, great to see you guys. <laughs> Enjoy Thank your time you so much, here. Michael. Thank yo, you. guys, yeah. taking a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve, their name is their address.
on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is uh, performing two shows at the Fillmore tonight. And if you didn't get your tickets to the 730 show, you are out of luck because it's sold out. You're after. But there's one at 10 o'clock, so oh, make sure God. to get them at thefillmorephilly.com. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in our studio live, Jared Freed hey! is here. Hey! It's second time, right? What's what? up? No, no, first time here live. I've done it over Zoom. Is that, we, really? We're one of those, like, met during COVID relationships. Yeah. 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 Oh, you made you such know? an impression. How, that you could... Make such an impression over Zoom that I thought you were here. That is, uh, that is That's what a compliment. Yeah, listen, yeah. and I, I don't listen. People go to Michael Yo's show because <laughs> because he's got a. How am I going to follow? I just want to get to theater so I can feed my family. Uh, and I'm coming in here like, yeah, sold out. I'm at the theater. And, you know, no, no, no. I gotta, I gotta. You know, I have a martini problem to support. I can't really tell people like, oh, I gotta feed the kids. No, go to Michael Yo's show and then like you, you can look me up on. Line, because right. I, I Michael Yo's hilarious, yeah, and um, right. I'm good. I, you, I, gotta, like, I can afford the you know the dirty vodka martinis. <laughs> you can't help but read as a callous bastard, as a taking food out of his kid's mouth. Right. It's next door or something. Let go to his show. Michael's the funniest guy alive. So, have you been in your venue yet? Have you been to the full? I've never been. I, everyone talks. Room. Everyone says it's unbelievable. I, I'm cool. so excited. You're gonna love it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm it's, pumped. Well, it's, it's good to have you here, man. And and. Uh, uh, we were, you know, so the last time we, we were on, you were on, we were talking about the, uh, I hear the ick thing. Oh, yeah. With, you see, and it's, it's you know, one of the core things that you do about the ick factor when dating and, and so on and so forth. And I see that pop up online, social media all the time. You know, they, Are when, you, I hope you're getting the credit for that. I'm not, you know, it's not my thing. You know, I just heard it from a friend. Yeah. And I, Basically, you know the angle on the on the special the, that's on Netflix right now. You can watch. I talk about the ick from the straight male perspective. I yeah. had no understanding of it, and I it was from like uh, Love Island, I think, right, where right. it was a British slang that women were saying they got the ick from men. So then my friend said it to me. Oh, I got the ick, and I was like, "What's that?" And she's like, "We went to the park, and he sat crisscross applesauce, <laughs> and, then, and then I wouldn't, you know, go home with him." And I was like, "That's all it took." But everyone, everyone yeah, <laughs> everyone has that, and you you right. access it, and then the way you you the way you packaged it makes yeah. sense. So, like even like your shows, you'll have people well, present. 
I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I used to. So when I was doing the bit in yeah. the middle of it, I would go, "Does anyone have an ick?" And it helped me to like build the bit to put on the special. Right, right. Yeah. I ended up actually doing an ick show. <laughs> we put up a mic in the middle of the comedy cellar, wow. and women just kept coming up like a town hall meeting oh wow. of wow. why they wouldn't have sex with men. And, yeah. and I would just basically go back and forth and like have these fun conversations. I brought guests up to like talk about it. It was just such a fun show because it's just like loosened everyone yeah. up. Oh, it's so listen, you're, you're not a psychologist, so you're not no. really trying to get to like the... the you know the the, the reasoning the behind. Well, no, yes, I, right? I I do that in the special. I know the reason behind it. It's because women and and it's not fair. It's societal. They get told go on the date, go meet him. You'll like him after you meet him. No man leaves the house unless their groin tells them they can. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know the D is a strong dictator. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you, you, you know. So but that, again, you want that's icky to say. But I, I if you want to look at the positive. End, women, if you're on a date with a guy, he's attracted to you yeah. at a base level. I'm not saying that, that that's disgusting, but it's also the truth. <laughs> if a woman's on a date with me, she's like, well, my mom likes him. You know, like, he checks a few boxes, Jewish, you know, like, you know, those things. Oh. He's, he's Jewish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it that. takes sometimes. So, you know, I love talking about the ick, and it's like, it was just, it was eye-opening. You know, it's so, it's it like, was it's fun. Like, it's like getting, it's getting behind the lines Intelligence, mm-hmm. right? So, so, and that was the brilliant part, and the way you conducted it is so brilliant. And one of your Instagram videos, uh, I had not seen this one before, is that the, the the woman had an issue. She called the the guy collected Legos. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. And, and that one was divisive because <laughs> right. they're going, you know, it's like I said to her, I go, oh, he has a hobby. How horrible! Uh-huh. Well, there, I think it's just women. I, I don't want to say women. It's people looking for a reason. They they knew that they weren't fully invested. Right. They knew they weren't into it. There weren't any like outward signs like. Uh, uh, you know, looks wise or smell wise, and so they were just looking for something. I, I know somebody right. who they went out on, I, I think, a couple of dates with this guy, and everything seemed fine. He was attractive, you know, uh, had a decent career. Um, but I think after the second date, he sent her flowers, and that was like mm, too that much, was, too soon. That was the ick, right? For it's, her. It, it is le- legitimately, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not. It's not that Legos are not <laughs> Lego collecting or Lego building is not a deserving <laughs> sexual partner. <laughs> You know, it's that I was like, fine, I'll go. Fine, I'll go. Fine, I'll go. Legos, get out of my face. I'm touching Lego, you know, D. Uh, Lego D. A new classification. Jared, I saw on your Instagram you posted uh, not that long ago about uh, the Golden Bachelor. Um, Love it. Love it. All right, so your thoughts on that versus Love is Blind. Um, I the Golden Bachelor is we're back to reality in our reality TV. Can I tell you? So Please. here's because I I've been recording them and yeah. I, I go incrementally because right. I, I I find it torturous to watch the actual Bachelor <laughs> and Bad. But this one for some reason ha, it actually has a poignancy to it. Yes, and it has. It seems like they accidentally stumbled across real people. Well, that, here's, they have no, you know, there's that other element on the Batch Bachelorette of, like, I'm here for, like, following and fame and my podcast. Right. And that is gone with the Golden Bachelor. You don't see any of that. These are, and I will say, it, it, poignant is a great word right. for it because I was crying 10 minutes into the first episode. Yeah. Oh. Crying. I, you know, this woman gets out of the limo. She goes, Roberta, 
we've made it. And he's like, who's Roberta? They go to a montage of her and her best friend who has cancer yeah, who yeah. loved The Bachelor. Yeah, 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 You're yeah, crying yeah. immediately. You're like, and, oh, you, and then you find man. out that Roberta had passed. And you go, this, and it's like, what it is is 80 for Brady. It's Thelma and Louise. Like, yeah. these women are on an adventure that never would have happened for them. And you can see they're loving every second of it. And I do believe, like, my parents live in Boca. They are the <laughs> cliche of all cliches. <laughs> it's, it's the old joke. Is that they, 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 Jewish? That's where you have to retire to Boca. You go, yeah, yeah, you, you go yeah. to the, you, the the homeland of Boca. So <laughs> I go to Boca, like, all the time. I love it there. And yeah, they're in a yeah. community. So these are their friends. I think it opened, you know, it, 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 the show opens your eyes to what an actual 60s, 70-year-old person looks like. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, there was this idea that we are going to get these, like, old people with walkers and canes and, and, and big Q-tip hair. And it's not that. These are beautiful. They're good-looking. And then you, you actually, like... What you hear from my parents' friends who are single and, like, out there is, like... They're like, I'm looking for someone active and fun. Yeah. These women... There's, that is the definition of these women, active and fun. So they're going to leave this show. They're all going to get Facebook messages. They're all going to have a daughter trying to fix them up with their dads. Yeah. They're all, and, and Gary is like, the, the lead is like the perfect lead. Like, yeah. He, you know, he's widower. a widower, which they couldn't have a divorce guy. Right. Because we would search out the divorced <laughs> wife and yes. find out right, how horrible right, he is. Right. They, they were like, which is awkward. Like, yeah. when they're casting, people are like, my dad would be the best. It's like, is he divorced? Ah, uh, sorry, a live wife? No. <laughs> can't have that. Yeah. yeah, it is a perfect casting part. You know, I hope there's a Golden Bachelorette. I already have favorites that I want to be the Golden Bachelorette. Like, it's a wonderful, and it's an hour. They shorten from two hours to an hour, like, thankfully. I'll tell yeah. you about that rose, though, the rose thing, which always cracked me up, mm. is some is much more torturous. Right. Because, because you are, you know, it's your second chance, your third chance, your mm. fourth chance or whatever in life, and that, it, it sort of hits more, and I'm like, I'm surprised that it's as effective as it is. Well, the story's a 25-year-old is not really believable as a, you know, as like a someone you care about. Like, yeah. cause they, because what they found out is that you, if you had a traumatic backstory, yeah. that you would get camera time. These 25-year-olds would come on and be like, well, I went through puberty. And you're like, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. You know, like, they would bring up any story. My, my dad played catch with me only on Thursday. <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, enough. These people have yeah. real stories. Yeah. There's there's people who have lost their spouses. Yeah. There's people that have uh, loved and, you know, divorced. There's, you know, Know, actual kids. There was a woman on last night's episode. So I came this morning because last night I had to do, I yell at the bachelor on TV. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. last night there was a woman who missed her daughter's wedding yeah. to be on the show. Wow. And yeah. And you know, you're giving me eyes like, yeah, yeah. I would sent her home immediately, you crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Go home to your daughter. It's, it's her wedding. Yeah. But like, red flag, come on. But but you go, there's real life here. There's, yeah. and, and okay. you need reality in your reality TV. Agreed. It's gotten way far away from us. It's gotten far. Yeah. I, I, the, the concept of this, when they used to, they still call it sculpted reality. Mm. Sculpted, <laughs> which means scripted reality. Right. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Jared Freed who's going to be playing the Fillmore tonight. Have you seen this uh, Naked Attraction show yet? I've heard it. British, they go from the feet up, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's gonna, now, yeah. Boy, the, someone's really, they're going to reveal the foot fetish right away. They get to lick yeah. the toe. They're like, I'm in. <laughs> we, were, we were in the UK a couple of years ago and uh, and the show just came, my wife and I were in the hotel and, we're, and, and late night just came on the BBC and we're like, what in the 
hell exactly. are we watching? It's it's worth a look. It's worth it. I, yeah. I love all reality. Like I just I love that premise. I haven't seen it. I, I saw okay. like a clip of it yeah. when they just like reveal the person, and I just think that's like <laughs> I love like it's all fun to me. Like I there are people you know the Bachelor is the one that I've zoned in on, but like you can see certain shows affect people. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I have people that come up to me, they have to tell me right away, I hate The Bachelor. I'm like, it seems like you should see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the show has really affected you in a way that's very personal and more personal than a show. Right. You know? Like, like it's like, you're that uh, well, you just simply don't watch it. Right. You know, you don't have you to, know, yeah, no one's yeah. forcing this on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had an event in the city last night, and I live out in the suburbs, and, and the entire drive down, and there was a lot of traffic getting from Villanova to Philadelphia, was spent listening to my fiance talk about Love is Blind. Yeah. I don't watch the show, and that, but now I want to because she's invested in it, and she's a normal, sane person. But but like the, the therapy line, good to know. <laughs> no, but Love Is Blind. I love that show too. It's a great show. I love the premise, the idea of like I'm gonna you know connect with someone on a mental way, and then hear the big reveal, see what they yes. look like. Right, yeah. I mean, I watched last season where one of the women saw the guy and was like, um, no, you know, like, and you go, okay, but I. You know, that show, I, I think all these dating shows, the reason I like them is they, you know, especially with a couple. Like, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, like, I have a lot of people that come to my shows, they go, you got my husband, you got my boyfriend into The Bachelor. And, right. like, it starts a conversation that's right. more fun and flirty than maybe you would think. Like, that's exactly right. Right. You, you, you Instead talk about, of being so recalcitrant, to refuse to do it, try it. You know, I think The batch, right. I think the Golden Bachelor might be a good entree. I agree. Yeah. All right, now, where do you draw the line on reality programming? Is it? Do you mainly watch these, you know, dating shows or kind of uh, uh, um, where, where there's an end in sight? Do you watch any of the ones that are just following people's lives? You know what um, I mean. I've watched some Kardashian. I would. It's My wife not, watches a... Sister Wives. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. Yeah, that's like you know, that's oh. like going to like you know, Sister Wives is like a version of like going to the Smithsonian. Yeah, yeah. you know, like you're like, what is this culture? <laughs> you know, like yes. I understand yeah. the curiosity. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I just I, I don't understand the idea when people are like against reality. It's fake. It's fake. Oh, no, no, no. Seinfeld was real. You know, like, it's all... What are you talking yeah. about? Like, you know... Well, like, if you like documentaries, and I do, yeah, yeah. Do- now, it, sometimes... I remember, though, and it seems to me, and we were talking about this, where was the where was the flashpoint that, I mean, besides the real world, and mm. besides which even, even started to have to satisfy its own construct, so people became, I'm going to be the this of this season. When, oh, they would, when so, you be you took up the characters. I'm the, the, right, the bag. I'm right. not here for the wrong reasons. Right. I think Survivor might have done that. So the first season mm-hmm. of Survivor we were consumed by. Couldn't get away from it. I would listen to the goddamn soundtrack. (laughs) I kid you not. And that's because it was like, and you felt invested, but then everyone was, I'm going to become, I'm going to be the, uh, the, uh, um, this character or this guy or this contestant. I forget the name, Jervis. I'm going to be the Jervis. The Richard Hatch. The Richard Hatch. Who brilliantly won a million dollars on national television and didn't declare it on his income tax. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so but, and that's what I think kills a lot, a lot because right. people are playing to a type. Uh, yeah, well, it's like my parents. Like if I told them they were on camera, they'd be horrible. Yeah, right. You know? So you know, but that, that's my point. It's you know the the good reality shows uh, are a glimpse into the human condition. Like there's a little bit of psychology there. And listen, in a, the the conversation last night led to when we were talking about Love Is Blind, it led to in many ways. 
in one way or another, we're all on some kind of reality show just because of everything that we put up online. Our social media becomes a bit of a reality show for everybody else to see. I have, absolutely. I mean, like, everyone has 200 followers. You know, like, the, the, the way they say everyone has 200 friends. Now you have everyone has 200 followers. And, like, you know, even the, the way people act on social media, you're like, I can't yeah. believe. <laughs> I actually said, I was like, the other day, I was like, there should be, you know, there's Surgeon General warnings for cigarettes. They should do, when you post, it should go, you sure? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just put my face. Put that voice. That, that clip. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> you said Britney should be free a few years ago. Right, you dude. sure? Dude. We, we you sure about this Middle East opinion you have? You should, Jared, you should do this for our YouTube channel right now. Uh, we can isolate it. Isolate uh, You uh, sure? <laughs> you sure? We, right, we you ate it. food off the floor the other day. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Are you sure oh. you know a lot about what's going on in the world? <laughs> you posy? You posy, bro? Really? Uh, the Britney Spears thing is, is spot on. Because we, 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 we were just talking about that. I mean, people, she, she, she needs to have her own autonomy. And, and now you see a, the ninth Instagram knife video. Well, and let, you're me like, just, let me just start yeah, with, yeah. I, like, you know, how about this opinion? I don't know. <laughs> right. How about that opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear so few, yeah. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, that's always my opinion. Yeah. When they're like, we should free Britney. I'm like, well, I'm not taking care of her. Like, <laughs> I, like, who's going to take care? I don't know. I don't know what she needs. Yeah. I'm seeing it. We see people's lives through a keyhole. Like, you're seeing what people want out there. Like, and listen, I put a lot of myself out there. I, you know, I'm, I'm, on, yeah. I'm on everything. Yeah. And to say you know exactly who I, yeah, you know a version of me, you know, and, exactly. and but also like I'm probably uh, able to be more honest than and than the next person can sure. be. You sure. know, I, I think you hit it right on the head. Not enough people embrace the I don't know. I love an concept. I don't know. I'm I'm that way. I get to people ask me and I'll start to have a penny and I'll stop and I'll reassess and I'll go. You know what? I really don't know. Right. Get back, I, I'm not get really back sure. To me. Get, you know, say, yeah. Just let let yeah. me absorb this. I, when someone says yeah. I don't know, I feel such a connection with them. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know anything. I, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm stupid. Like, I, I just wish, like, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Like, I went to Penn State. I had a C average. Like, what What do I know? What do I know? I, I went to the, I was an econ major because they didn't have a grade point average requirement. Remember that from any econ major from Penn State. I hate when people say, you know, the, 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 people play up Penn State. I, yeah. I went there, and, and then I hear people, I was in the business school, smeal! And you're like, yeah, you could have gone in with like a 1.0 and be an e-commerce. You're like, me, I'm an idiot. Well, I'll tell you what you do know. <clears throat> you do know food. I, I uh, love a food conversation. I love food. We got to get we, you we, we had a little chit-chat off air. Yes. We started this conversation. You were talking about uh, food in Philadelphia. Yeah. And rightfully so, how much great cuisine there is here, but you said you have a hard time convincing people who are not from this area that oh, no, this no. is a great haven for well, food. Well, I, I, I've said, I think this is the second best food town in America yeah. to L.A., um, and, and it's for, and it's actually like, I, I come to add it, not from, 
from a reasonable perspective. Right. Because you tell people around the country, I'm like, Philly's got the best food. Like, <laughs> like they're up top five at least. And they're yeah. like, what? And they, they're, like, they're like, you mean this guy? And then they pull up a picture of some, you know, fat idiot <laughs> who's like holding a cheesesteak in yeah. both hands. And you're like, no, 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 that person takes over the conversation. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. You guys are a northeast, uh, northeast city. People here have drive. People here are entrepreneurial. You are also wide. You're not constricted by an island like Manhattan. Right. You have a space to cook in Manhattan. Manhattan, you got to have backers. You got to have money. I think you need less money here yep. to start a restaurant, to you're, be creative. You're right. Creatives, you know, if you want to be creative here, it's a little bit less expensive than it is to be creative in Manhattan. So you're getting Manhattan talent in Philly. They're starting amazing restaurants. Like, I can't say enough about Zahav and oh. what they're doing and Goldie's and all the. Yeah. James Beard? Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. such a fan of his and what they're doing uh, at their restaurants. I love everything they. Laser Wolf and all those great spots. And then, you know, the Pizzeria Badia, like the, the, the thought that I, someone told me about like what that guy, that person did, like the thought that went behind it. You're like, yeah, there was creative license here. Yeah. And then you tell people and they're like, and then you see like the guy with like I-95 tattooed on his stomach. Yeah. And you're like, I, I know, forget about him for two seconds. They have amazing yeah. food. And, you know, I think LA beats you because the produce in LA is just better. And uh, LA for the same reason as here, wider, more space. You can have a restaurant inside of like a strip mall that yeah. might be unbelievable. You can't have that in New York. Well, it's, it's the breadbasket out there, so you're right. I mean, if you right. go like to, to the, uh, you know, San Francisco and North, everything is farm to table, and, right. and that, that's what you're going to get. But you, you so clearly assessed why it does work here. It's a reasonable opinion. Like, I, yeah. I didn't come to this from like, you know, I didn't like just appear like <laughs> upon this opinion. I, I The one thing, I, you know, I've been thinking like like and the one thing i put out an opinion people got really mad about okay, okay. ready all right and uh, hit the music this is my <laughs> garbage garbage food of the year ready all right, all right. garbage order of the year hit oh, wait, the music. wait 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 let Hold me on. give you some good music yeah here. jared freed's gar thank you right. <laughs> and i'll give the i'll give this sting when you, you hear, yeah. okay um here's my garbage order of the year ravioli I think less of people order ravioli. Uh, it's not really? economical. It's not more delicious than it is not enough food. Also, okay. lobster ravioli is a racket. Where's oh. the lobster? Thank you. Thank you. I'm with you. You get it, Casey. This is Lobster ravioli is a marketing scheme. Mm. They just put two words you know together, and we're like, yeah, these idiots will buy it. They mark it up like crazy. There's an ounce of lobster. It's a garbage order. You get five ravs at a max. Yeah. 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 It's it's not a shareable. You you know, if you get it for the table, you're getting one ravioli. Yeah, what, are we, what are we? Oliver Twist? <laughs> What's going on? And then if someone orders, and then people defend it because, listen, they, they get emotional. Yeah. They uh -huh. go, I've ordered raviolis. Yeah, we all make mistakes. <laughs> we all make mistakes. You were an idiot. Okay, you made a so you're gonna go out with friends. You're gonna order ravioli. Hey, you try mine. I try yours. That's not an even swap. You're giving up one fifth <laughs> yeah. for a bite of steak. Yeah, it's you're, kind of it's, you're it, you, you have made a life decision that was wrong. <laughs> And just admit it. Admit stop it. ordering ravioli. It is a racket. It's a markup. Okay. It's bad. I kind of wanted to defend it. Like right when you Please. started, I was uh -huh. like, oh, I order ravioli. I, I, can, I can defend it at one level. <laughs> okay. Because I agree. Everything you said. Everyone brings up lobster ravioli. And thank you no. for making the point. Well, as, a kid, as yeah. a kid, Chef, 
the, the canned ravioli. Yes. Chef Boyardee is the only which ravioli you, which, that you could, which you could eat cold, and it love was it, it was yeah. like hobo ravioli. I love that. Yeah. No, 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 no. This this is where we have. This is why. <laughs> Podcasts and radio exist. A conversation, right, a reasonable right. conversation. Right. This isn't the comment section. We're not a bunch of idiots. You're right. Yeah. Chef Boyardee in front of the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Straight from the can. Yeah. You're living. That's yeah. a beautiful moment. But you could have two cans for yeah. a dollar. Yeah. 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 You know, this is not about. This is about ordering at a restaurant. But they even made like double yeah. stuff uh, ravioli. Oh, oh, extra yeah, full. I don't. I, I, my mind is spinning by this assessment, <laughs> and, and I, I don't. Don't disagree with you at all. Why, when you order ravioli at a restaurant, do you only get five or six? Why don't they pile it like they do other pastas? Because they can. They can. That's why people screw you. Yeah. Because they can. They yeah. can. Yeah. Why, would, they why can. would they give you more when you're right. willing to pay the same amount for less? Right. They, right. Listen, my dad always said, you know how much it, uh, how much, uh, you know how much it's worth? Whatever someone will pay. Pay for it. Right. I am legit. If you would order spaghetti, my life right now, yeah. 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 I'm if you would order spaghetti and they gave you five yes. strings, right. Right. Like, wait, you would have a problem with the restaurant. You're yeah. like, my name's Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're from the Boston area, right? Yeah. All right. So there is when we talk about lobster ravioli. I think it was a diner's drive-ins and dives that was done in Boston, okay. and they were making their lobster ravioli. That was the only time where I was like, okay, I would get that. Yeah. Because I, I watched it, and they actually put in, like, big chunks of lobster. This, but this is the thing. Like, <laughs> I would try it if, like, you know, that's, like, I. it's got to be a side dish. Okay. It's got to be an addition it's an to it. It's an, it's app. an app. At best. At best. I agree. And the thing is here, like, and I have a, I have a point of contention with lobster. Okay. But I, I'm willing to listen. I think, <laughs> I, I think lobster is a way for you to... Openly eat butter. That's, I listen, listen. I, I. That, there's a lot of foods like that. Yeah, you know where the 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 food is actually just a utensil, right, for the sauce, right. for the butter. butter. Yeah, this is what people do with aioli. They're just drinking mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you don't like fries? You like a mayonnaise cup? The aioli, the aioli, because oh my god, sure I want aioli. Of course, I'm a French prince. I love an aioli. All of a sudden, I'm skinny. I'll have a cup of mayonnaise with my fries. If you oh ever said God. that, they would look at you and be like, are you going through a divorce? Okay? <laughs> I'll take a cup of mayonnaise. I had a shrimp last night. We were at this event, and I realized that I didn't have cocktail sauce with said mm. shrimp. And I was like, what the hell am I doing in this thing? Right. Like, it, it was so boring. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm eating, like, you know, like seawater yes. at this point. Yeah. Rubbery seawater. Right. So you have, yeah. a, you, have a, you have a cultivated palate, clearly. And you, you've read Philly uh, uh, completely. So I have to ask such an expansive knowledge of food. What is your absolute cannot resist? Resist food that that just drives you. Will, you will travel to. You will make your way to. It lives in your dreams. Uh, I don't. You know, it's hard to say. I like. I just love the. Or, I love the dance around the menu. Like I'm such mm. a millennial in that where I can't commit to anything. We okay. love shared plates. We love tapas. We're the tapas generation. So yeah. like I am such that where like if I see a menu where we can pick out like that's how you get to know someone is like via mm. like <laughs> the negotiation of like what are we gonna order. I think. Uh, I think I'm. I'm more territorial when I order. Like, oh, my, really? my wife says, I'll just have some of yours. I say, no, no, I'm going to get a second order. Yeah. Well, only child, or are you of many a, siblings? A middle child. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. if that speaks to I that. I think that speaks to yeah. that a little bit. So we, we you're, earlier, we were talking about the ick, and uh, the, the woman sitting behind me, um, Marissa, I almost called you Meredith, um, <laughs> she has an ick for me, but for some reason with her husband, it was something that he wasn't really cool with it at first, but now it loves. Okay, mm-hmm. so what they do 
is they uh, they um, they order together, right? So it's like, what two dishes do we like that we can share? Uh huh. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I'm you not wouldn't ordering do that. No, no, I'm ordering my food. You order your food. <laughs> yeah, no, we wouldn't. And they always, wouldn't. He's you a ta- and I wouldn't. Yeah, have, you're you know, a tapas guy. Yeah, you're ta- the tapas mentality is is just the yeah. We're I gonna dance that. around. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a good, to me. That's like it. Te- it says something about what we're gonna be physically. You know, <laughs> well, we we're messy. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did invent something called like the, the table steak, though. Oh, so like where we, me and my wife and our friends, we all went out to dinner. We all ordered our individual four meals. Yeah, and then we ordered a steak for the table. I like that. Okay, that, that's a fun one. I, I, yeah, I do the friend witch. Okay, oh, the friend witch. Friend witch. You go with a friend. You get a sub. I get a sub. We get a third sub. Split it. That's the third sub's the friend witch. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about I the like table pancake? Love a table pancake. Yeah, Love yeah. it. I, I just, I just think. <laughs> Like the idea of it's great. I'm not a pancake person, yeah. but like we, you know, if it's being ordered, like I'll pay for it to happen, <laughs> just so I know I'm with people who want that to happen. Right? You know what I mean? Like it's a personality thing. Sure. You know, like sure. that's why I say if you order raviolis, you're just, you know, like not a, you know, a high minded person. <laughs> you're just a dumb you're, idiot. This shows a lack of evolution. <laughs> right? You haven't evolved. You're not economical. You, you're a loser. You but should just not. You know, if you're chef, if you're chef priority in front of the fridge. Then right. you're, you're sort of a happy-go-lucky. You get it. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah. If you were to open a restaurant, what would you serve? What what type of restaurant? I've would actually you thought about this. Thank you. Because yeah. um, you mentioned Laser Wolf, and, and you know those. It, well, I'm not going to do Laser Wolf because yeah. like that. Here's how I would do it. My I've talked about this before. I, I I'm not saying this is an original idea. Here's what I would do. Pre okay, you pay a hundred dollars, whatever the amount at the door. You're in there for. <laughs> An hour and a half, the time of a comedy show. So yeah. an hour and a half. And then it's called, the place is called Our D'Oeuvres, and it's pass-arounds for an hour and a half, and we keep them coming. Wow. Every And, and every 20 minutes, we switch the course. Ooh. So first 20 minutes is like app stuff. Second 20 minutes is like... Pastas and stuff. I could get And then third that. 20 minutes, you know, you, and, and, and on and on and on. And Pastas, mains. but not ravioli. Not ravioli. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> get out of my face. Um, <laughs> please don't insult me. Yeah, so it's called pass arounds, or it's called hors d'oeuvres. So you walk in, and, and you just, for that hour and a half, they, there's people coming around, and, and, and you get all that, you know, pigs in a blanket, all that stuff. I love it. If you, right. yeah. I love it. We actually had sort of a situation like that last night, a, a thing we were at, and there was the, the, the pass food, the pass around food is always to me, it's like, I'm digging this. Listen, I will, your pass around hors d'oeuvres is how I will judge your marriage for the rest of your life. <laughs> when I'm at your wedding, if I, whatever your, if, if you lack pass arounds, that is you as a couple. If you had heavy pass arounds yeah. and they were good and eclectic, mm-hmm. I'm going to think higher of you as a couple. I would rather a whole wedding, this is, you know, this is my problem with women. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that could be. Well, they, they, I, <laughs> a wedding is planned by women normally, you know, usually, yeah. and and what happens is you have to have the dinner, and it's like. I we need. It, I know that like there's a lot of judgment societally of women uh, amongst other women. I think if a woman just stepped up and did all pass arounds the whole night. What about buffet? 
Ah, no. No? No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, not, having a, I'm not going to a wedding with two liter sodas. Not. <laughs> He's not I'm even going to fill it up. I'm out. I'm I out. had a friend who did that, who did all really? orders. Yep. And, and, and there was a powerful woman. There was she no had, feeding. That is a, for her yeah. to, like, yep. you know, basically ignore yeah. the, the other the group chats yeah, yeah. and the conventions. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. All right. So what other deal breakers exist in your world? Because um, mm. ravioli seems to be one for sure. Uh, Can other, I jump in here quickly, Nick? Please. Well, fried ravioli. See, now that the people of St. Louis have spoken. Ah, um, I'm from St. Louis. Right. So you Toasted ravioli. Toasted yeah. ravs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, again, appetizer. That yep. makes sense to me. Okay. Okay, okay. good. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Nick. Just no, no, no. Ready. I was going to take it in a different direction. Uh, out of the food realm, and mm. are there if there's a movie that airs and somebody either doesn't like it or doesn't get it, and I have mm. one, in one in mind, uh, and it's um, Raising Arizona. If somebody doesn't like the movie Raising Arizona, I immediately judge them and have a problem with them. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, I haven't seen that movie. Okay. I'm aware of the movie existing, but I'm also like, you know, I'm not a movie guy. But if someone was uh, like, you got to sit down and watch this with me, I would give it a shot. You know, it's it's all about, like, opening up your world, mm. which I'm not willing to do. <laughs> no. mm. Admittedly, no. I will, if someone ordered raviolis, I would stand up. Yeah. I'd throw the napkin on the table. You and can- I would say, good luck with your life. <laughs> good luck with everything. You get so much that's traction so with me by stating your parameters up front. Yeah. That, that's, right. that's it. Right. You're, not, you're not being elusive about it. You're no. not being vague. No, I, I'm letting Ravioli. This is why. You're out. Yeah. This is why. It seems like a contradiction. You're so open to like a variety of things and yet right. when there's something that conflicts with that, you get angry. It's the problem with getting older and being single. I have, I have no <laughs> compromise in my life. You know, like, mm. you, know, you know, Michael Yo came here He's like, I got to go call my kids yeah, and yeah. say good morning. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm here for the day. I'm, I'm going to sleep here. I'm going to get out a bottle of vodka and start drinking, and then I'll be at the Fillmore later. <laughs> you know I mean? do, you, do, you think, do you think the right woman could have you sitting down to a plate of ravioli? <laughs> She would have to be pretty adventurous elsewhere. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, uh, come on. Yeah. Oh Take a lot. <laughs> Take a lot. So, I'm not saying no. You don't I have to get graphic, but, but what what are we talking? No, I'm just saying, you know, like I you gotta make up for another place. Right, you know, right. we we'd have to really connect. In another way, for the ravioli thing to be overlooked. Like a, a Sibian with a love seat. Right. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah. I don't know, something I haven't even heard of before. I don't know. <laughs> expand my world. Uh, you expand my world on raviolis. I'll let you expand my world on other things. Okay. Yeah, so there's, there's, a, there's an opening there. Yeah. There's a gray area. Are you going to try and get out and get a bite to eat somewhere while you're here? Or yes. are you going to have time? Okay. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to try and do so. I, I want to go to the 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 Zahav breakfast place. They got a breakfast one, right? Okay. Marissa, I'm not sure. Marissa, Marissa, Marissa is your, uh, she's she the conduit. She is our restaurant connection right here. Yeah, Marissa, if yeah. you know some spots, I would love to check something out. Yeah, in Fishtown, go to Soraya for breakfast. Soraya, I've been to Soraya, okay. love it. Um, oh, wow. The other place I want to go to is the sushi place. What's the sushi place called that you can't get into? Izakaya. That's the one I want to go to. Yeah. So if anyone out there is listening <laughs> and wants two free tickets to the late show. <laughs> See, you can do that. We can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will give two free tickets to the late show for 
first one sold out. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> late show. Sorry, late Michael show. Yo. Hey, yeah, let's give away some Michael Yo tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I got you behind the curtain at Michael Yo's show. They'll have to open up a curtain. Oh, that punchline. They just keep opening curtains. You're like, how big is this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've the punchline. <laughs> curtain, curtain, curtain. You're yeah, like, oh my God, you fit. This is an airplane hanger. <laughs> that whole area down there is great, though. Yeah, from what it used to be to what it is now. It's that area is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a hang. You see yeah. people playing, you know, uh, bags in the, in yeah. the yard. You're like, what is this? You know, adult <laughs> fraternity? <or something?" laughs> it is cool. So, yeah, well, all right. So good. You, you, yeah. You're, you're very well versed in the in the culinary world Listen, here. I, you know, I care about what you know, like. I, you know, some people watch Raising Arizona, <laughs> and some people have taste, you know, and, and enjoy the finer things. You know, some people are watching a movie from 30 years ago. You know, some people are expanding their horizons. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, different yeah. things. Get the tickets for the 10 o'clock show, thefilmorephilly.com, and of course, follow Jared on social media for crying out loud. You'll absolutely Please. love yeah. it. Totally I get a great so. idea. Go see Michael Yo's early show today. Right. Double and feature. Then, and then hang right out across for the street. Yep. Yep. Right. That's all you got to do. So offer some sushi. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy you had time to come by here and we yeah. met in person finally. This was a blast. Uh, you know, my buddy Irwin, he's the biggest fan of you guys uh, in the world. He talks about you guys like family and he encouraged me like years ago. He's like, you're doing comedy, you gotta like, you know, email them and get on the show. So this is like, a, this is amazing to be able to oh, sit here cool. with you guys. It yeah. means a lot. And I was like, you know, you know, the, the, you know, Casey was like, can you come at, you know, 8.50? I was like, let's get on the train. I, I woke up early. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. I want to see. I want to see the studio. I want to see where the raviolis get made. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, have a great show tonight. Two shows. We appreciate it, and you'll be back, Jared Free, guys. Thank you. And he'll be at the Fillmore. We are going to take a break. Adam Weiner of Low Cut Connie is waiting in our lounge as we speak. So he's going to be in. We're just rolling through some great guests this morning. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. B file coming up too. Stay with us. Hello, good citizens. Pierre Robert here. Tomorrow night, join me and Jackie Bam Bam, along with Alicia Vitarelli and Bob Kelly. We'll be hosting a tribute to Jerry Blavitt at the Academy of Music on Broad Street. A star-studded evening with Darlene Love, The Intruders, The Happenings, Bobby Wilson, The Chantels, and Low Cut Connie. But wait, there's more. The tribute continues Sunday morning at 7. Tune in to WMMR as Jackie and I pay homage to the boss with the hot sauce. We will co-host the final broadcast from Jerry's home studio. We'll play the very records he loved and shared so passionately over the Philly airwaves and some of our own. Please join us for a very special tribute you won't hear anywhere else. For the Geeter with a heater, Jerry Blavitt on 93.3 WMMR. Truly everything that rocks. We are very... Very happy to have our next guest back in the studio. Once again, there's a show that's coming up at the Academy of Music. It is tomorrow, uh, and it is, um, it's it's a tribute uh, to one of the all-time greats, Jerry Blavitt. Our, our, our pal. Yeah, uh, Pierre Robert is going to be a part of it, Jackie Bam Bam as well. And this gentleman uh, who, last time we had him here, we played this song two times in a row, like <laughs> one after another. It was so good, and I love this song from Low Cut Connie. This is Are You Gonna Run? And we've got Adam Weiner here with us. Yo, yo, yo. This morning. <laughs> Good to see you, Adam. Good to see you all. Glad yeah. to be back. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So, Jerry fell in love with your band. 
Yeah, he was, uh, you know, he was a big fan because he, you know, the music that he played is the music I grew up on, old rock and roll. Yeah. You know, I love classic rock. I like hard rock, heavy yeah. metal. But he would play the early, early, early 1950s, early 60s rock and roll, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Fats Domino. And I love that music. And I'm yeah. a piano player. And Jerry saw me play. And he said, you've got the spirit. You've got the spirit of early rock and roll. I feel like I'm seeing Little Richard. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Lee Lewis. And he championed me here in Philadelphia. One of the first shows I ever did in Philadelphia was at the Kimmel Center. Wow. Ten years ago, he brought me on stage and he asked me to do a bunch of Little Richard songs. And uh, it was like a smash, 4,000 people. And he said, these people are going to be your fans. You're going to have fans. And I didn't believe in myself. Right. But he believed in me. Mm. And it, it's come true. It's that's, come true. That's wild. I, so I knew the connection was there. I didn't realize it was that profound where he oh, was yeah. basically the conduit for you getting that that wind behind you to, to get you uh, where you're going. That's Absolutely. pretty amazing. I hadn't played maybe 10, 15 shows with the band. And he got wind of the band and he put us on that Kimmel Center show and it opened up Philadelphia for wow. us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, it, and beyond that, we became very good friends. And if you knew Jerry, he was a maniac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what. The, yeah. the wild thing is every holiday season, we would get this big basket that he yeah. would send. Every year. And, and he was, uh, and then when you saw him, he, he, a guy who deserved all the flattery and praise, sure. would come in. Appraising you and yes. you guys got it and blah blah blah. He say, "My man, my yeah, man, yeah, my man, yeah. my man." Well, Pots and pans. What, whatever man. it was that that little Richard had, yeah. that uh, uh, you know, the greats that, that those guys had, Jerry had bottled up in him yeah. in a different way. You know what I mean? Yes, and he recognized that in me that you know that I could uh, meet people on the street or in the aisle at the supermarket and be entertaining and yeah. give people some positive energy, etc. And so he was like a mentor to me. Yeah. Of what to do with that and how to turn that into, you know, a better performance. He was always encouraging. And there were times when I wanted to break up the band and I wasn't having any luck and he would call me wow. and leave me voicemail saying, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Wow. You're a star. You're wow. a star. You're a star. Wow. He was like my musical godfather. And he would remind me, I am your musical godfather. <laughs> <laughs> He probably knew the Godfather. <laughs> and speaking of, yeah, I mean, he invited me to his Christmas party one year. Yeah, and in that room were people from every corner of Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, you're talking about the mayor. You're talking about Democrats, Republicans, the police commissioner. Seven different people told me they were his attorney. <laughs> I met I met his urologist. Uh, I yeah. said, "Excuse me." He said, "Yes, I am Jerry's penis doctor." Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I met his cardiologist. I met his barber. Yeah. And then there were a whole bunch of people there that had bodyguards and had, had arrived in black escalators. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. And me. And I said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here, <laughs> but I feel like I'm in the inner sanctum yeah. of Philadelphia. Yeah. Everybody may. And that's the thing is that as you learned about him and, you know, and his, 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 uh, his book and, and the whole thing, I mean, it, it, they felt that uh, he would talk about, you know, Sinatra apparently loved his mother's cooking. and yes. and that was part of the deal. Which, by the way, his mother made ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> Jared would have an yeah, issue with that. Uh, but no, it, it, it's so cool. And and his uh, so 
to explain the event tomorrow because yes. there's some luminaries. So every every year, Jerry would do a really big event on the Kimmel campus. Yeah, it was something we all looked forward to, and he would package all different artists together from different generations. I was always the youngest artist by 40, 50 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was always fabulous, and he was supposed to do this event in January. The tickets were sold, and unfortunately, he passed away. And actually, the date of the event in January was the day of his funeral. Mm. And uh, we all looked at each other and said, we have to do this show. We can't just cancel this show. We right. to do it. And so a lot of us, like Pierre, like Jackie, like the great Miss Darlene Love, who will be there tomorrow night. That's so awesome. One of the greatest singers yeah. in the world. Uh, Bobby Wilson, who is Jackie Wilson's son. I hear he's amazing. Who yeah. looks and sounds exactly like Jackie Wilson. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and and a bunch of groups like the Intruders, the Happenings. The Chantels. Uh, the Chantels. Um, who, people from different parts of Jerry's career, right? Different generations. We're all getting together tomorrow night. And it's not going to be somber. It's not going to be like a heavy memorial thing. It's yeah. going to be a party. People are going to be dancing in the aisles. We're going to get people moving and grooving because that's what Jerry did for 60 years. What's it like being the kid uh, amongst these? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Or, I, I love lineups. being around people that think I'm young. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Always keep someone older uh, than you in your life because so yeah. you need someone to call you kid. Well, yeah. when you hang out with people like Darlene Love, who, who by the way, is 81 or 82, mm. and she looks and sounds like she's 25. Yeah. It, it's inspiring to me because it lets you know that no matter what you do, broadcasting, singing, whatever it is in entertainment, you can do it for 60 years, mm. right? If you really take care of your craft and you really aim for the stars and you really keep it up and keep it up and keep it up, you can be great for 60 years. I love Darlene Love so very much. And, and uh, it's so, I mean, she looks like a million bucks. She sounds like a million bucks. It's it's remarkable that she's able to continue to do this at, at that age. Lethal weapon alone, for Christ's well, sake. Well, for me, yeah. it's, it's Christmas. <laughs> exactly. And it's yeah. Letterman, and uh, she would come out every year on David Letterman's show, year after year after year, and would just uh, knock the roof off the joint. It was so impressive. She is one of the greatest voices and uh, most underappreciated talents. You mm. know, she was in the 40 Feet from Stardom yeah. film, yeah. which yeah. sort of gave her a new career. But I got to tell you, I interviewed her a couple years ago for this project I was doing. And um, she was very flirtatious, I have to say. We had we had a vibe. Nice. Did you? I'm, I'm eager to see what tomorrow night will bring. <laughs> Follow through. Uh, yeah. Adam, I wanted to ask you about uh, Art Dealers. Yeah. Uh, which is a, it's a film. Is it a documentary about Low Cut Connie? It is. It's a concert film. It's a documentary. Okay. And it is playing at the Philadelphia Film Festival next weekend on a, on Friday the 27th. So we just had the gang in here from the film festival talking about, yes. yeah, yeah. It, which is just a phenomenal thing that what they've done, they've raised this to a, to a, a global, in, yes. a, in a, in a planet full of film festivals, they've risen to the top. Yes. They, they have filmmakers and people from Hollywood that come and yeah. it was a, little local festival that now has become a world-class festival and i am absolutely blown away that they asked me to be the closing event of you know because the opening event uh, was john legend yeah and so the closing event is low cut connie with my art dealers film and uh it's open to the public next friday night and it's going to be a smash when you see this film it's like seeing us live on stage right that's awesome we shot this thing last year. Uh, Sony had asked me to do a commercial, and they wanted to get me on stage doing kicks and flips and standing on the piano and whatever. And they had like 12 cameras and all this surround sound. And I said, can we do a whole movie? 
Mm. And they said, you know what? Let's see how it turns out. And then we did this show and it was like, you never know if it's going to be magic or not. And it was absolutely sensational. And we said, we got a film. And we started pitching it around to people and everybody loved it. We got into a whole bunch of film festivals. I won an award for the film. Wow. I never won an award in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got this Artistic Vision Award at the Richmond International Film Festival a couple weeks ago. I said, you got the wrong guy. That's <laughs> cool, though. A, a good concert movie. I mean, the, we, we talk about, you know, Scorsese's The Last Waltz. And, and uh, it, to capture the vibe, to capture the energy, to be there, to not get in the way, but to help facilitate what's happening, that's uh, a very critical thing. So you're, the fact that you were so invested and such a part of that uh, is just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, we did surround sound, which is something I'd never done yeah. before. And so when you sit in the movie theater, it's really like you're immersed in this rock and roll experience. And these cameras, they were up in our face. I mean, there's yeah. drops of sweat coming off of me. It's on the lens. <laughs> out in the crowd, people, clothes coming off. I mean, it was a oh. wild night. Wow. And I just can't believe that we, we actually captured that show the way that we did. So I hope people will come see Art Dealers next weekend. Absolutely. I'm going to jump in and interrupt for a moment because we're doing this cash contest. We have to do it right at 10 a.m. We're going to continue talking to Adam here for a moment, but let me do this first. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. That is correct. The last one we're going to give you uh, from the President Steve Show gang is Noise, N-O-I-S-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways to do it. You can enter at WMMR.com via the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. And one random entry is going to win $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. There are contest rules at WMMR.com. The whole thing is sponsored by Horizon Services. So again, uh, the word is noise, N-O-I-S-E. So enter that right now. So Adam, about uh, the, the film and, and the screening of it, are, are you guys playing the show as well? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> right, so, so you're going to be, you watch the movie and then you get live music from Low Cut County? Exactly. Awesome, right. man. Yeah, they're very excited about it, by the way. They were yeah. trying to talk about it. They were thrilled. I think it's going to be really cool. You know, I travel the world with my music. I just got back from a six-week tour. And wherever I go, people, they show up with Phillies hats. Oh, they man. show up with cheesesteak shirts and whatever. <laughs> it's like we carry Philadelphia flavor uh -huh. in terms of rock and roll all over the world. So I'm really glad that we're doing this big screening here in Philly. No, it's and great. People are coming from around the country. So I hope I'll see some of you there. It's really going to be a smash. Let me ask you something concerning the, the, the Jerry Blavitt tribute is this something that uh, is anyone of a mind to pick up the torch and carry this on as his perennial show well i will say that um i have been asked i don't want to say too much but i have been asked to do a radio show next year in the spirit of jerry hmm. it's this thing called the connie club uh-huh um, and um so jerry you know there's only one jerry he was yeah. a one-off you can't do what he did and right. the energy that he had was like a once in a generation but you know pierre carries the torch jackie bam bam carries the torch so many patty jackson carries the torch in her way she's great um, and I'm going to do my part, too. Next year, I'm going to be doing this fun, upbeat, positive Saturday night show, radio cool. show. So cool. We'll, we'll talk about that. Love All it. Right. Uh, and if you haven't, uh, I, I just want to 
heap some praise on uh, Are You Gonna Run, that song in particular again, because I've, it's become one of my favorites. I've got some playlists that I've popped it on, and uh, when it when it rolls around, I'm always like, yeah, this is this <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys because it got into the top 30 on the AAA charts in the United States. We were on uh, 50, 60 stations all over the country. I've just done this six-week tour, and people knew the song everywhere we went, but you know where you heard it first. Right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah, and the Preston you. and Steve show. You got it, man. So I want to thank you guys. That really was amazing. Our, Our pleasure. pleasure, man. All right, well, uh, Pierre's going to be at this event as well, and Jackie Bam Bam, and the show is tomorrow. It's at uh, the Academy of Music, uh, 8 o'clock. It's, and, and as Adam was saying, it's it's a party. It's it's a tribute to Jerry Blavitt, but it's in, Celebration. The, it's in the Jerry Blavitt yeah. style. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you can get tickets at KimmelCulturalCampus.com. Org. Uh, anything else uh, to mention about Locut Connie? Uh, shows or anything coming up or new music down the road or? So much is so happening. Much, yeah. So much. I'm going to be on New Year's Eve. We're going to be at Ardmore Music Hall. Oh, nice. awesome. Mm. Right here in town. Let's party. We're going to be December 30 and 31 at Ardmore Music Hall. Tickets are flying, but I hope to see some of the MMR listeners there. It's yeah. going to be wild. And just to remember, Jerry, I should probably say, my man. Yeah. <laughs> my man. The best. All right. Thank you so much, Adam. Yeah, Great to see you. you. Adam Weiner, guys. Yay. Low Cut Connie on the President's Steve Show. We are going to do the Bizarre Fire, and we are going to do that right now. So here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. All right, it is brought to you by Sports and Social. You can cheer on the birds just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contest, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and more. Uh, we will start with, okay, when's the last time I had a story about a platypus? Uh, it's quite a while. Yeah, no, it's never. A decision to rescue a feisty platypus from a roadside gutter left Jenny forward in extreme pain and needing medical treatment. Uh, they have uh, this claw, like this friggin- it's a barb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the semi-aquatic uh, mammal had, or it's a spur, actually. They had, sp- it had spurred It's a western f- theme. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so within seconds of picking up the platypus with her bare hands, Ms. Ford knew she had made a big mistake. She said uh, she's feeling the impact of that decision a week later. Not such a hero now, are you? Uh, male platypuses have spurs on their hind limbs that can deliver a dose of venom yeah. if under attack or to a competitor during mating season. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Platypuses are so bizarre. Horny. Yeah. Horny. Uh, the venom is resistant to most pain relief and can result in excruciating pain for those on the receiving. Ms. Ford's injury is considered rare. Uh, only three or four cases of platypus spurring have happened in the past 22 years. They don't years. have full clinics that deal with this? No, they don't have your platypus clinic yeah, nearby. Yeah. Where's uh, your local pa- platypus clinic? So she was driving home. She saw a platypus rolling in a roadside gutter and thought mm-hmm. it had been hit by a car. That looks like good eating. Uh, she quickly moved to rescue the animal, but upon grabbing it, felt a sudden and excruciating shot of pain. She said uh, it was as though someone had stabbed my hand with a knife. Aww. The pain was excruciating. Excruciating, definitely worse than childbirth. Uh, following the sta- 
saying she removed the platypus, which had firmly embedded its spurs into either side of her hand. Jeez. And she then persisted with the rescue attempt, relocated the platypus to her car, <laughs> and sought medical assistance now for Now I'm going to drive over you. For herself and her uh, companion. Uh, at the Royal Hobart Hospital, the accident sparked a flurry of phone calls as hospital staff tried to figure out the best approach. They didn't know what to do. Call Lou. He's our platypus guy. Uh, because nobody ever comes in with platypus injuries. Yeah. Uh, so she was. We've handled births. She was administered with uh, pain relief and antibiotics, and then had emergency surgery to clean and suture the wound. A week on, and she was still in pain and wasn't sure when the swelling would subside. Where is this? Uh, it's in Australia. Oh, of course. Yeah. So uh, we've or, got bad news for you. You're pregnant. At least I believe it. It was oh, the platypus. Uh, so yeah, apparently there's nothing. The, the platypus, according to the doctor, sting only causes localized pain and swelling. Stopping the spread isn't necessary because it is isn't known to cause major systemic yeah. f- effects. Just sit back and enjoy it. And it won't help with local symptoms. So you just gotta you just gotta yeah, deal with it. Essentially fun. is what it is. So I never had a platypus injury in the bizarre. They always file. seem so benign and bizarre looking and oh they yeah. must be wonderful. You don't realize they're little bastards. Yeah. Uh this is tragic. Two bicyclists died after lumber on a flatbed truck <gasps> shifted and hit them as they were riding along. Uh this was in Napa County. Uh one officer responded to a collision between the two bicyclists, a three-axle 2018 Freightliner flatbed truck. An investigation found that the two bicyclists and truck were both going north on the roadway when the load of lumber shifted on the flatbed truck and just, it hit them. Yeah, well, well, they're supposed to secure that a little better. Yeah, a uh, man believed to be about 50 years old was pronounced dead at the scene. The second woman was in her 40s, taken to the hospital, and uh, she's come to her injuries there. Jeez. Uh, The truck driver stayed and cooperated, and the collision remains under investigation. The world's first vagina museum will reopen next month with a new exhibition. Uh, Thanks to public fundraising uh, drive that it was uh, forced to close uh, for months and relocate. They had to close the vagina. Uh, They had to shut the... What's around back, Steve? What's that? What's around back? The animal museum. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Uh, so people don't go in there as often. <laughs> it's unpleasant. It's a tighter fit. Yeah. The museum was forced to shut. Its That's usually east, an exit. It's East London premises in February. Yeah, the exit's out back. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, you can go in. Just uh, prepare to hear a squeak. Uh, so they had closed it in London, in East London, uh, in February this year when the property guardianship became uh, came to an end. Uh, after exceeding the $85,000 fundraising target, the museum was able to set open. The vagina is now open. It's now open. Way yes. open, yeah. Uh, in a bigger location. Uh, and according to Zoe Williams, who is the head of communications, uh, said it was a make-or-break scenario. We generally don't didn't know how to, successful it would be especially in the cost living crisis cost of living crisis yeah uh, when so it's many, always the vaginas that get hit first. So many people in our community are really feeling the pinch. Uh-huh. Uh, the vagina. It, it's just wonderful, she said. They have to refer to it as the vagina if that's right. I mean, the vag. Same way you say the, yeah. you know, the, the, the met or yeah. the, uh, you know. Yeah, they call it the vag. The vag, yeah. Uh, the premises will have three gallery spaces. Uh, the ground floor gallery will display temporary exhibitions. They say that when the museum is doing very well, the plumbing leaks. Um, the, <laughs> it, oh, my God. 
<laughs> the temporary exhibit will be endometriosis into the unknown. I love it in here. Uh, it looks as it looks at myths and misconceptions that surround the disease, from the cutting edge of research to the reality of living with the condition. Uh, Why does the building keep shaking? Stop rubbing the door. There's a pair of upstairs galleries that will display a permanent exhibition and a community gallery displaying temporary exhibitions, including work from patient groups and advocacy groups. Ah. So the vagina, the world's first vagina museum is reopening. And then one last story. What do we want to end with? Uh, I don't have any penis stories. Yes, you do. Well, they're probably if I dug deep in here, but... Um, well, the, the platypus kind of looks like a penis. And that's true. Um, By the way, uh, platypus, last platypus story was on November 27th, 2006. Shut up. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> You actually searched the archives and found it? Oh, my God. Okay. I didn't. Marissa did. All right. And then one last story. Yeah, this was uh, this was pretty messed up. And I'm sorry to end in a tragedy. But uh, police said a man was killed and two people critically injured in a midair collision oh. above the Salt Lake County Flight Park on Tuesday. Police identified the deceased as a paraglider. Yes. Joshua Ellison. So it was a paraglider and a hang glider. Heard about this. Uh, yeah. Collided. Yeah. Police said the male pilot of a hang glider was released at the scene, but on Wednesday he had been transported to a local hospital with severe injuries. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Mike Elkins said the crew responded on a report of a mishap. He said there had been an unfortunate midair collision involving a paraglider carrying two individuals and a hang glider. Uh, the officers found the man and woman from the paraglider badly injured at the scene. Uh, they, he said he was in poor shape, and by the time uh, the life flight landed, he had succumbed to his injury. So, wow, that's a free that's accident. A downer, yeah. yeah. All right, sorry, but that's the last one I have for you. That's it in the B file. All right, um, don't forget, we have a couple of minutes left for you to enter the word noise as our keyword for Crumbum Cash, N-O-I-S-E. Make sure you do that now. And, yeah, I think we'll just take a break and yeah. come back in a moment. We do have yeah, a few okay. more things to give away. Uh, and, of course, we have lesson question, question, trash, and music news on the way. Stay with us. We'll be right back. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. 
by phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita Diamond Stud Earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are indeed going to let the good times roll. They continue forward. Not great after the game last night, but we're in no sad bro Friday no. mode. And we're letting the good times roll. And we got another game tonight. And, uh, you know, all is good in the world. So let's have that. And you never know. You might win $1,000 today with Crumb Bum Cash. And today's the last day to take advantage of that. Uh, we have some other things to do giveaway-wise. We're going to do today's lesson question. And we're going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR rocks Mr. Burt Kreischer. It's the Tops Off, Tops Off World Tour. And this is going to be for the show Saturday, April 27th uh, in Reading at the Santander Arena. So the question we'll ask this morning is, the president's song is Hail to the Chief. What is the vice president's song? Not really. <laughs> Okay, not the real vice president song. We did play that, but what's the one initially uh, that Steve thought was the vice president song? 215-263-WMMR. If you know that answer, call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. I brought to you this morning by the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions in Glen Mills. The number one rated haunted attraction in America. It's going to be a good weekend. Open now through Halloween. Get tickets and Reserve your time now at TheBatesMotel.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Will Smith vowing that no matter what Jada Pinkett Smith confesses or reveals, he'll be right by her side. Smith says he would be on top of her, but there's usually another guy there. Oh, dude. Oh, my <laughs> Real Housewife star Teddy Mellencamp announcing she'll be renting out her Hollywood Hills home to anyone willing to spend a small fortune each month. Teddy says you're paying for the fun of telling people who you're renting the house from and watching their mouths slap open as they say, who? <laughs> and finally, Kim Kardashian admitting that she has refined her social parameters and will no longer be dating very young men. Kim does, however, say nothing is an absolute, especially in matters of possessing a huge hog. We will see if somebody knows the answer to the lesson question. And we have the president's song, which is Hail to the Chief. But what's the vice president's song? Not really. Uh, we will go to Jenna this morning. Hi there, Jenna. Hello. All right, Jenna, what is the vice president's song? Pour some sugar on me. Yes. Yeah. Pour some sugar on me. Hang on, Jenna. You do indeed win. And we are going to give you a ticket to see our buddy, Bert Kreischer. The Tops Off World Tour, and that is Saturday, April 27th at the Santander Dar? Dar. Arena in uh, Reading. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, a couple of uh, surprise shows uh, happened that were very high profile. Last night, Rolling Stones played a secret club 
uh, club show in New York City, and it was to obviously launch the release of their new album, Hackney Diamonds. The invitation-only gig took place at Racket NYC, which is formerly the Highline Ballroom. Some of the people that were invited, so like I said, it's invitation-only. 650 guests were there, and a few of the people that were there were Elvis Costello, Diana Krall, Jimmy Fallon, Mary-Kate Olsen, Ch- uh, Chris Rock, Ed Burns, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Mika Kelly, Christy Turlington, Christy Brinkley, and her daughters, Trevor Noah, Rachel Wise, Daniel Craig and Pierre Robert. Wow, rag him! So we we will have to ask Pierre. I have no idea if the, if that will get him late here this morning or not. After going to see the Stones last night, uh, and also uh, Questlove did a DJ set to open up with. So that's amazing, right? This new Stones album is uh, the two singles have been terrific. I'm I'm like blown away that you know, we talked about this before. That this at this point in their career, they're releasing some of their best so stuff. Mick, Keith, and Ronnie were joined on stage by uh, touring band members. Uh, Derry Jones on bass, Steve Jordan on drums, plus keyboardist Matt Clifford and background singer uh, Chanel Hayes. Did Hayes. he ever play uh, air saxophone? No, but Lady Gaga emerged. Ah. And uh, she delivered an electrifying duet of the new song Sweet Sounds of Heaven with Mick. So they played a lot of stuff. Uh, they played some stuff off the new album. Uh, in fact, they played the, the whole album, I think. Wow. No, 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 wait, hang on a second. No, I thought that... No. no, they okay. played. Uh, they played whole wide world. They did a live debut of that and angry as well. That's what I'm reading. All right, so but they did songs like Tumbling Dice, Shattered, and Jumpin' Jack Flash, and, uh, and then Lady Gaga jumped up there. So we'll have to see how that went down with Pierre. And, and it sort of came out of left field, and Pierre just found out last second and was yep. up there. So yep. uh, Green Day played a pop up show in Vegas last night. Uh, they played the 1,000 capacity Fremont Country Club as a warm up for their headline sets this weekend. Pierre uh, was there. For the When We Were Young Festival. (laughs) Uh, And they kicked off the night by playing Dookie in its entirety. Wow. Uh, It's the 30th anniversary. You can't half-ass Dookie. No, so they they opened up with all of Dookie. And then they did a second set that included, you know, some of your favorites like Geek Stink Breath and uh, Warning and, um, you know, just a whole bunch of uh, hits. So... Uh, that's pretty cool that yeah. they did that. Um, and speaking of these shows, uh, or, yeah, I was going to say they, they were in Vegas as well. Green Day did that there. But U2 has extended their Vegas rest. Of course. Wow. Yeah, so they have added 11 dates and wow. the run through January and February. No kidding. Yeah, so they're going to play January 26th, 27th, and 31st. And February 2nd, 3rd, 7th, 9th, 10th, 15th, 17th, and 18th. What are those tickets going for? Because they were saying just good regular screenings were 100 bucks for the, their IMAX experience during the day. Uh, uh, I have two friends that went there yeah. this week, and um, she said that she spent four or five hundred, which isn't insane. Per it, or uh, for two tickets? Total. Okay. Um, it's not bad. It's not, it's not great, but yeah. it's not bad. Um, but she said she actually, next, if she were to do it again, she wishes she sat up high. Yes. Because you get the whole experience of the, right. the sphere. And yep. uh, it's Jen Corsilli who works at Live Nation. Oh, she, Jen's awesome. Jen's so, terrific, yeah. So this is the, the, the converse situation of what you normally would do in a concert. Yeah. You, she, want, you want to get closer. You actually want want to be further away. Also, Steve, she did something that I really admire, which is she put her phone away. She took yeah. one photo, and uh, she was like, I want to be immersed in this experience. I yeah. don't want to get... And, and I, if you want to watch other people's cell phone videos, you can. You don't need to do that with your own phone. So no. she, she put her phone away and just enjoyed every second of it. Absorb it. So now more chances to go see them. Uh, on November 17th, Pearl Jam will re-release their sophomore album Verses on vinyl and cassette. Uh, the LP will be a translucent orange with white swirl why don't anybody do gramophone anymore? <laughs> With uh, Target stores offering their own exclusive version 
as well. Uh, the set is 12 tracks plus three bonus songs. In 1993, in talking about the album, Eddie Vedder had told Rolling Stone that Versus, quote, is the sound of a band who won't compromise its message or meaning. Uh, One day it'll be available at Target. <laughs> Seriously. I know. It's a different version of Pearl I Jam. know. Yeah. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. Go commercial to compromise our artistic vision available now at Target. <laughs> In the linen section. <laughs> this is the band that fought Ticketmaster <laughs> in Congress. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, go to your local Target or order online. It's my favorite band. I'm allowed to trash them. Oh. I'm sorry, Ed. Where where can we find that? <laughs> Any target. And what would you in linen section? What would you expect to pay? For, <laughs> what would you expect to pay? By the way, every purchase gets a free towel rack. Oh, <laughs> oh great! If, if the album cover changes to a Target logo, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they go that far. Hey, look, it's Target Dog. The set is uh, 12 tracks plus three bonus songs. Kathy, do you get bonus points for uh, anything you, uh, you could lend to Nick to purchase that? <laughs> yeah, please. I do get bonus points. I actually bought the last record uh, on, on vinyl. I did not buy a CD or you know download or whatever. I have the uh, Gigaton on, on vinyl. I've listened to it a bunch. Uh, I'll buy this. <laughs> also, Target. sharing your points is like asking me to share my underwear. Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're, so yes, you're, you're done with that. Get your own points. Bill got the last pick. <laughs> By the way, what's that Target Dog's name? Target Dog. It's not Target Dog. Kathy, is that Target Dog? Gotta know. have a name. I don't know. I, oh. Dottie. Bullseye. I'm Bullseye. Bullseye. Are you sure? Yes. No, I'm, you I'm sure. Sure. You're right. I think Bullseye. you're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, that's it. I was hey. just guessing. Somebody who worked in the Target corporate office um, sent me a bullseye stuffed animal once. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's really that's cute. awesome. And, and the little mini, I think he gave me the little mini Target shopping cart that oh, I have in the those office. Those are cool, too. <laughs> so um, the news comes as Pearl Jam celebrates the 30th anniversary of the album's first release. Hey, uh, quick plug, yeah, if you don't mind. Target. I'm going to do that thing with Pierre again. On uh, I just wanted to plug that on Pierre's show on Monday. We're going to uh, celebrate 10 years of, uh, or the 10-year anniversary of the the interview we had with Eddie Vedder, uh, which was um, October 22nd, 2013, a mm. uh, show that I got to go to with um, Will Forte, and he gave us a shout-out from the stage, and it was a really, really cool interview with me and Pierre and Matt Cord. so we're going to play some of that back on Monday afternoon. Excellent. Um, Mick Mars of Motley Crue is going to release his first ever solo track. It's coming out on the 30th. On social media, he started a countdown timer and posted a short clip that didn't mention the title of the song. Earlier this year, he had told Rolling Stone that he's looking for a record label and revealed the album title is another side of Mars. That's pretty wild that Mick Mars is looking for a record label. He also confirmed that he won't be traveling to promote the new record. He said, I'm done touring. If somebody really, really wants a one-off or a couple of nights, I would probably do it, but all the travel stuff and planes, I'm way over it. Uh, Mars has been uh, working on a solo disc on and off for the past seven years. So we'll see what that brings. It means it's going to be really good. Speaking of solo stuff, coming out today is Lost at Sea, the fifth solo album by Foo Fighters guitarist Chris Shiflett. And uh, first since Hard Lessons in 2019. The most problematic name in rock. It's also Shiflet's second album of the year following uh, Foo Fighters, But Here, but here We Are, uh, which came out in June. Lost at Sea was produced with Jaron Johnson of the Cadillac 3 and recorded during a couple of different sessions in Nashville since the spring of 2021. It finds Shiflet working with a variety of co-writers on its 10 tracks and again pursuing a more Americana-flavored direction that uh, Shiflet says that he likes 
likes to do on his own. So the album involves these people who take a tour, and uh, it's a three-hour tour, and oh. they end up uh, shipwrecked on an island. Uh-huh. Other than the song Damage Control, which Shiflet says he wrote a number of years ago, the other songs on Lost at Sea are new and written especially for the album. Uh, we just had Adam Weiner from Low Cut Connie here in the studio. And uh, obviously there is a uh, Jerry Blavitt uh, show that's uh, it's a tribute show, and it is uh, this weekend. Uh, and uh, Pierre Robert and Jackie Bam Bam are going to be on board. But also a reminder that, on, and that's going to be at the Academy of Music, um, but on Sunday morning, um, Jackie and um, Pierre are going to be playing back uh, some sessions that they recorded in the Geeter Gold Studio. One they, final radio show. They've been doing a ton of work, Jackie here's Jackie's here like uh, all night and I know Pierre and, and Pancake and it, it's uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. Yep, so that is from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Sunday and it's going to sound different than MMR. Yeah. It's going to be uh, the doo-wop and rock and roll that yeah. Jerry Blavitt uh, played and, and of course both Jackie and Pierre are highly qualified to helm a program like that. Extensive knowledge. So that is coming up 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And then finally, I got to give a plug to our own Kyle Mack, his band, the FM band. They got Yay. a gig tomorrow night. They're a great band. Uh, they are playing the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. They'll be in the lobby bar starting at 9 p.m. Kyle, actually, we were at an, an awards thing last night, and Kyle actually had to leave that yeah. and go to do a performance. He had a gig at Adelphia last yeah. night after our uh, event <laughs> oh last gosh. night and went and played that, and of course he's here this morning. Great singer, great band, and I uh, just wanted to mention that they've got a gig coming up. Uh, we have a caller on the line. I believe we have Teresa uh, Teresa, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Excellent. How you doing, Teresa? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Not as good as you, though, right? No, not as good as me. No offense. What's the story there? Uh, I just won a thousand dollars. Couldn't tell you the last time I won a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I could. Never. <laughs> uh, that's great, uh, Teresa. Congratulations, and you just made it on the wire. You know we're wrapping this up today, right? I know. I heard. Okay. So thank, you, thank you. I'm super excited. Our pleasure. Where are you from, Teresa? I am from Oakland, New Jersey. Oakland, New Jersey. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, take that thousand bucks and have yourself a great weekend. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got it, Teresa. Everybody. Yay! Crumb Bum Cash winner. The next shot is coming up at noon. And Pierre Robert will have your opportunity. There are uh, three chances left. And then that's it. So just keep that in mind. Today, noon, three, and five. And then we are done. We're going to take a break. As we do so, I have the last $50 gift card from Jersey Mike's to give away. Caller number 18. It is yours. 215-263-WMMR. Be sure, be sure that you download the Jersey Mike's app. And you can order ahead and pick up, get it delivered and even earn free subs. What are you waiting for? Download it today and start earning free subs. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up the program. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pierre Robert. And third, a $20,000 
$1,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all Business Challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter the size of your donation, large or small. Every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. At 10.45 on this No Sad Bro Friday morning. What a jam-packed program. Oh, unbelievable. What a really, really good time today was. Uh, and uh, on the heels of a great event last night with Cora, uh, an unfortunate loss with the Phils, but we rebound tonight. We got a game. Get that underway. But uh, we had a lot of great people on the program today. Uh, so a series of thank yous are what we will do now, and I'll do it in order. Uh, one of our favorites, Michael Yo. Hey! And uh, Michael is performing at Punchline tonight and tomorrow. So make sure you get your tickets at punchlinephilly.com. He He's loves, great. loves this area. Yeah. He's easy to talk to. He's so much fun. And uh, we were happy to have him here. Then we had Jared Freed, yeah. who is just outrageously funny, super nice guy. Man, does he know his, he knows his Philadelphia food. He knows he, his restaurants. Like he's not playing. He's the real deal, yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, and he's got shows, uh, at the Fillmore tonight. Uh, the seven thirty show is sold out, but there is a 10 o'clock show, the Philly.com. You will laugh your ass off if you go to a show. And then we had the amazing Adam Weiner from low cut Connie stopped by this morning and he is going to be hanging out with our uh, gentleman just stepping up to the microphone now, Pierre Robert at the Jerry Blavitt Tribute tomorrow. They couldn't have found a better person to do it than uh, Adam. Yeah. Um, and the way it's going to work is Alicia Vitarelli is going to open the, the event for the first half. And then I think she introduces Low Cut Connie and the, they'll play or Adam will play. And then he will be the MC that actually introduces each band. Then there'll be a break. And then I come on with Jackie and introduce the second half of the evening. Uh, and it goes on like that. Casey, you have that little shout out. I, I just love to play this from, um, from the last time they had it. It was not last. Uh, January. It was the January before. And Geeter and, uh, was cool enough to shout us out and how he says the name of your program never <laughs> since he's still amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jackie and I are in the audience and it was like that old Vegas thing. Stand up. Look, Tony Bennett's in the audience. Stand up, Tony. Take a bow. Um, it is, you know, and Geeter shouted us out and, um, Jackie and I stood up and took a little bow. It was the goofiest thing, but <laughs> here it is. Can we put a light on that young man? He carries the torch of Philadelphia. Makes me tear up when I hear it. Sure, I just loved him so much. Um, But um, 
Uh, when he would say Steve, he never would say Preston. <laughs> yeah. Steve. It was always Steve and uh-huh. Preston every time. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a fun night tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, KimmelCulturalCampus.org if you want to go. And then the broadcast on Sunday. But, but that's going to be, if you wake up Sunday morning and tune into MMR and go, what is going on? Uh, you referenced it well a moment ago in Music News because it's not going <laughs> to sound like anything. No. And when we say everything that rocks, <clears throat> it really expand on that concept because, you know, it, you, every record is so scratchy. We did the very last broadcast or, you know, radio show out of his studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keely, his girlfriend, had suggested it, and we went back right before they tore it all out. <clears throat> and, I mean, stacks of records. You could put your finger up and, and have... 20 uh, 45s on it not one of them in a in a jacket in a, in a rap yeah oh my god not yeah. one of them labeled they were all over the place as i said i think the other day he made me look like martha stewart i mean it was mm-hmm. so scattered how he found stuff is beyond me a few c- things on cd a few things on lp but most of it's 45s so uh, and this great guy from upper darby val shively who runs uh, val shively's record store in upper darby and is quite a cantankerous character uh, uh, he comes by and plays a few songs with us, and it's it, it's Pancake did an amazing job of editing it because we were all over the map. But he uh, Pancake brought it into a for a landing, and it's seven a.m. to ten a.m. on Sunday morning. Excellent. Yeah, and I want to do the letter of the day, and then we got to hear a little bit about last night. I know you're going to do a full rundown of that, but something happened last night. Yeah, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's do this. Here we go. All right, ah, oh, God. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... T is in Tom. All right, that's our final letter. Let's take the 10th caller. T is in 10. 215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know what the Word of the Week prize is. So I mentioned in Music News, there was a secret invite-only Rolling Stones concert in New York City last night. Star-studded. The names are ridiculous of the famous people that were there. One of them was Pierre Robert. <laughs> I, I didn't see any famous people. Um, <clears throat> but uh, this little tiny club called Racket, smaller than the TLA, um, and it you know had a big stage. And uh, the the way this band has marketed uh, themselves over the years, but even recently, was the album is out today, right now, Hackney Diamonds. It started with an ad, a print ad mm-hmm. in the London newspaper and a little quarter page ad. Right. It said Hackney Diamonds. Uh, uh, you know, we've been there for 62 years. Uh, we give you satisfaction, you know. Take, shed, give me shelter and come in and get a dime. You know, and, and go. people are going, what is that? And then they saw little tongues. They go, oh, something's coming. <laughs> and then they keep building it and building it. And then the video for Angry, if you haven't seen it, and I'm not a big video fan, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant with this beautiful woman uh, going down Sunset Strip in L.A. And the billboards all feature different eras of the Stones uh, singing the song Angry. And Mick looking like he did in 75 and 80 and 85. It's just brilliant. And then, you know, uh, the various, the artwork with the, with the tongue, but uh, like a, like a piece of broken glass and, uh, and kind of a spike going through it and, and um, uh, shattering, if you will. And it's just, I mean, and you got to get into the club. There were, Hackney Diamond drinks at the bar. You could get, uh, you know, Diamond uh, diamond Vodka, you know, Hackney Diamond Gin. It was the wildest thing. Of course, I had to have one. And then, um, but then there was only, like you said, 600 people there. Um, and I don't even think there were that many, to be honest. 
I was as close to the band as I am to Steve. Wow, my God, it's insane! um, It's insane. It was. And I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I mean, I'm almost at the door yesterday, and Bill comes running up, and he goes, something has just come up. I go, did anyone else die? Unfortunately, no one else died. What it, in fact, was, he said, the Rolling Stones are playing. I go, when? He goes, tonight, and you're going... I mean, that's it, it, it was so cool that he was able to. I understand it was he was the intended recipient. Was he, he was, yeah. I mean, the record company had uh, their Interscope Records uh, had um, the uh, one ticket for him, and um, he goes, "I, you know, it's not. I can't do it, and you're the one that should be there." I go, "You should be there." He goes, "No, you're. You should be there, and you're going." <laughs> Get a train. And uh, with that, I proceeded to get a train and run home and get a stone shirt and then run downtown and make the train and get to the gig. It's up, it was up in, uh, I don't know what neighborhood, but uh, it's. So we, we understand that they did, they did a couple, did they? They didn't play the whole album, did no. they? They played a they couple only songs. Played seven songs. Seven songs. Okay. Uh, so it opened with "Shattered," uh, then right into "Angry," the first single. Um, then another brand new song, "Whole Wide World." Then "Tumble and Dice." Uh, then another new song, "Bite My Head Off," which is great. Uh, then "Jumpin' Jack Flash," and then they left the stage. So six songs in, you know, it was a free show, and yeah. so you, you know you weren't expecting uh, a giant thing, um, but the encore. And people are roaring, you know, and then they come back out and they start into Sweet Sounds of Heaven, the second single that we've been playing from the record. Which is great. Which is I great. think it's great. And I played it when I debuted it. I, I was wondering if fans would like it because it's got a whole different texture yeah. to it. And Stevie Wonder's on keyboards and Lady Gaga is doing this duet, but it's so soulful. And the, on our text screen, the text went out of control for uh, just in terms of loving it. And so I'm going, how's this going to go over? Effing Lady Gaga. My God, she's so brilliant. She's so talented. The voice on that woman is so staggeringly powerful. She comes out in this silver LeMay thing, very um, open-chested. Uh, oh. I don't know what you got. It was a very um, suggestive thing. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. not Connie either. Right. And it was uh, and this amazing outfit. But she and Mick are doing this duet, the likes of... You would never say an old song or a new song is the highlight of the evening. It was eight or nine, ten minutes of brilliance. They just kept going, and and she kept doing these high notes. Then Mick found this whole high register, and he's going, ooh, and she's going, ooh. And I mean, that's really a bad. That was and really then bad. you went, ooh, and I was going, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, yeah, with that, too. I mean, was, there were so many woo-woos. There's so many woo-woos, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just blown away. Is this, is this the greatest Stones experience you've ever had? Yeah, it! <laughs> it uh, was pretty close to it. Um, I mean, the, 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 it, uh, you know, and, all the, and then it was over. Yeah. And I'm going, no, no. Come back. <laughs> and, you know, and they're in limousines and gone. Gone, yeah. Uh, and, but uh, it was so, you know, and the front man of the band, uh, that we're looking at a picture of it. This was a picture you took? No, no. They, you, you had no cameras. Oh, okay. Oh. Everyone had to put your phone in these locked little yeah. cases and you couldn't get it unlocked till you left. Uh, so otherwise I would have posted. All I have is some pictures of the front of the club, which yeah. is not much to, you know, send out. It's kind of nice though. I like, it, I do it really too. does force you into appreciating the moment. You're not sitting there on your phone the whole time. And, um, it's a, it's now sort of a different experience when you don't have your phone in your hand, right. you know, watching a concert, but I, I prefer it. 
It's, it's such a good point, Nick, because um, I, I said, oh, I want to capture some moments. And I go, no, I don't know. How, they're not going to play a long set. Let's just yeah. soak it in. And yeah. I kept just trying to freeze it, yeah. going, holy S, oh, my God, there they are. You know, and they're still alive. Mick Jagger is 80 years old, and he was dancing, the likes of which I'm going... How does he do that? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he, if there's an ounce of fat on his body, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you five bucks. There's no fat. I mean, he's five bucks. He's moving yeah. and, sh- and shaking and doing all those moves. And Keith is up there with this giant smile on his face. And Ronnie is interacting. The three of them interact so well. And they're laughing with each other and hitting each other on the back. And I'm going, oh, dear God. And then the Gaga thing, it was just like, uh, I can't. I, it's just, be, it's mind boggling. I've been transformed. Nice. Well, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you got to experience that. Thanks. It was, it was the right thing for Bill to uh, to give you that opportunity. Thank so. you, Bill. Thank you, yeah. Bill. Thank you, Bill. I'm, I've, I have to wash his motorcycle for the next <laughs> year and his cars. And then I also agreed to rake his lawn. Nice. And uh, mow his lawn. So All right. Well, we're going to be see over we, this afternoon. We're going to get a winner for uh, the word of the week. We're going to go over to Sammy, who's calling number 10. Hi, Sammy. Good morning. You raised me up. <laughs> oh, shut the shut F up. up. All right. Uh, let's see if you know the word of the week. What is it, Sammy? Well, it's the Geeter with the Heater, the Boss with the Hot Soft, Jerry Blavitt. Yes! yes. My man, Pots and Pants. That is right. My Sammy. man, Pots and so we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets and a photo op with John Cleese for his show, An Evening with John, the late John Cleese, on Wednesday, October 25th at the Kimmel Cultural Academy of Music, my man. All right? That's awesome. Thanks. All right, buddy. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We'll take care of it. Tickets are on sale before that now at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. You I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Jones, brought to you today by Duncan. (laughs) The President Steve Show runs on Duncan, also brought to you by Trinity Rehab, with locations all over now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Next week, hopefully, uh, we're getting set for some exciting things. We'll tell you about those uh, next week. But I would like to give away some stuff as we are leaving. I have a pair of tickets for the number one rated Birds Home Tailgate, which is Sunday at Live Casino. Uh, Before the Birds Battle uh, Miami, you get uh, top shelf all-you-can-eat food and drink. And E-Rock as your DJ. And Hollis Thomas as your Birds Ambassador. And uh, Philly Sports Trips as your host as well. So we'll take callers 10, 11, 12, and 13. What? And we will give you those passes. All right, 215-263-WMR. You can visit phillysportstrips.com to grab your spot. And that is it. We are done. Rage on. Go Phils! Go Have a great weekend. We'll see you, gang. Everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat, two da bat, two ba 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 ba